Yeah, I'm just tired. Okay. <laughs> just, I, I'm, I looked up. Um, let me ask you this. Let's see if you know. <clears throat> How much calories of energy do you think thinking consumes? Like you go run three miles. That's, I don't know, depending on your weight, uh, 500 calories or whatever. All right. You lift weights for two hours. That's a thousand calories. How many calories of energy do you think sitting down and writing six hours a day consumes? Well, I'll start out by saying I think it t- it consumes more of my calories than a lot of others because if you're an introvert, trust me, that shit takes everything out of you just thinking. Okay, so give give me an a, an hour thinking or an hour doing taxes or two hundred calories and atham two hundred calories. You are way off. Is it more? It is pathetically less. I mean, it it is shocking. 50. Yeah, I looked it up because, and I don't know, they don't have an answer to it because I was like, why, you know, you'll sit there and you'll drive from Chicago to Minneapolis, right? Well, you won't because you've never leave the town. But anyway, some people do. Some people leave. Some people go places. Uh, And uh, you get back, you're like, ah, I was just sitting. Uh, Well, paying attention, and that actually consumes energy. But just sitting and thinking and doing work. For whatever reason, it takes the hell out of you, but physically it does not consume that many calories of energy because they, they tested it. And your brain is so busy running every other, the endocrine system, your cardiovascular system, this system, that system, that's where all of its processing power goes. So thinking is something like an extra one or 2%. It's no. this shockingly little, but maybe because it's in your frontal cortex and that's where you remember thing, uh, things, maybe that's why it feels so taxing and tiring um yeah it's not like you burn calories uh reading or writing no no but but the question is why are you so tired which which they don't have an answer for and i don't know either all i know is that it's true is that i am tired as fuck and i haven't done really any physical activity i mean you just you just sit there look at a screen and write and then all of a sudden you're like "Uh," and then i i got eight, eight and a half hours sleep, I should be ready to go. But it's just like, fuck, you know, and I did some asshole consulting and, and, uh, it takes energy, man. When I was studying for my CPA exams, like that shit, I had no energy to do anything else. It just sucks it out of you. But it doesn't take energy. That's the whole thing. It's a mind. It's, it's all psychology. It's, it's, uh, and maybe that's why it's like, get your ass on the treadmill and go run. And then you'll feel better, which we also tried that. Yeah, yeah, no, I've I've been predominantly doing cardio, um, and I kind of do lift a little bit of weights, but oh man, I just it's you sit, you're right, you get up, and you're like just the prospect, which consumes more calories of energy worrying about the gym than actually going and doing it. So you just commit to it and go do it, and, mm. and then you feel better. But yeah, it's uh, I've been up two hours. And uh, would you like to see the book in its printed off form so far? Sure. Yeah, here, I'll show you. Here. I'll show you why I'm so damn tired. I can get rid of my sweater. So I got up at 5 a.m. to do a 5.45 a.m. cycling class, and I'm never doing that again. Fucking tired. Mm. Here it is. Look at that. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's eight by nine pages. Yeah. Huh. So if you fold it over, you kind of get an idea of how thick the book might be. Wow. 
Yeah, it's gonna be less than that though. So you were you were you trying to get this done by Christmas or it just wasn't I was until the cancer thing and then now it's not gonna happen. And then mm. um that one chapter, chapter two with all the data and charts that yeah that took three weeks alone. Um yeah. So no, it's <clears throat> it'll be January. I have I have gotten to the point where I'm in the conclusionary chapter, like this, 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 this. So I banged out two chapters yesterday. Huh. And uh I'll be at their they're shorter, but there's still 20 short chapters to go. Wow. And that does not include the section on women, which I'm going to leave for a second edition. Ah. Um, and I will be charging thrice the price for that because the value in that section for women will be worth it. For women or like you're going to talk about the millennial women in this I, thing? I or? have <clears throat> I faced a quandary. Do women listen to empiricism and data? Do, do millennial young women listen to logic, empiricism, truth, reality, or data? Of course not. No. And I even talked to Rolo about this. I said, I got, I got at least 50 pages of work. Do you know how long it takes to write 50 pages? Hours. Hour, hours. Try days. Days? It, it, it could, oh, yeah. 50 pages, six chapters. Yeah, that, that take two weeks. Now, here's the question. I spend two weeks of my time writing. Is anyone yeah. going to listen to that? I spent two weeks writing for a female audience that tells them everything that they're doing is wrong and instead gives them constructive, real-world, reality-based advice that will help them close the wage gap, find a man, da-da-da-da-da. Do you think I'm going to get one woman to listen to that? No. They don't want that problem to be solved. They, they want to keep want it there. They, <laughs> And so I was sitting there thinking, like, look, this book is already going to push 350, 375, maybe 400 pages when it's all said and done. Wow. Uh, now, I, I'll, it'll definitely go over 400 with the women's section because here's another thing. Who is lied to the most in society? Well, I think we are. But, yeah, women are definitely lied about having it all or whatever. Women, women are heavily propagandized. They are heavily propagandized. So this is going to be a disproportionately large segment of the book. I could tell millennial boys what to do. Stop being pussies. Hit the fucking gym. Uh, grooming is not a substitute for lifting weights. And stop majoring in stupid shit. And by the way, everything traditional that you know you would have thought logically is true. Do not listen to your single mother. Women say be yourself and sensitive 90s man and all that other. I... Short, short segment of the book, short, short section of the book, right? They will listen because they want to know how to get the girls. Well, let me and ask I'm, you this. Yeah. So you're going to spend all this time and energy and hours and days, you know, mm -hmm. putting all this together. Are you not worried that no one's even going to like read it or follow it if it's meant for women? No, that's why that's that was the quandary I faced because I was like, why should I even bother writing this? Yeah. Women are not going to read it. So I talked right. to Rolo and Rolo sent me a link to an article he wrote about uh, not so much the case for presenting empirical reality based arguments to women, but how to. And <clears throat> I was trying to figure out like, that that didn't solve my question because it, it, it's two weeks. People get two weeks off for their entire vacation a year. That's some serious fucking free time. Still, that's way too short. But <laughs> Well, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying, at minimum, 
To write this segment for women would take me at least two weeks, probably three if I wanted to do it right. No one is going to listen to it. And I don't mean, you know, uh, uh, <clears throat> I don't want to help out the women's. This is purely an economic decision. If no one's going to read this, why should I write it? If, if you know, you're, treated, you're the mythical Cassandra, why should I waste my time? I'm going to take my precious time and go to Vegas or go to Florida or some other thing. So when I asked Rolo, I said, what do you think? He's like, well, here's how to present it. And then I came up with an idea. Instead of putting the women's segment in there, I will create a women's edition of this book and we'll have that section for women on it. This could be down the road and when I get to it, because truthfully, people aren't going to listen to it. But how do you get people to listen, Chad? How do you, how do you get, it's related, how do you get the girls? <laughs> how does one truly get the girls? But do you, do you tell them what they want to hear? Is that how you get them? I mean, that's one way. Are you saying that you give them cold, hard truth? What? Yeah, no, no, I just can't keep thinking, keep thinking. Let's see if you can figure out the logic here. All right. How do you get a woman to do what you want? How do you get a woman to listen to truth? How do you, how do you trick the dog into taking the pill? <laughs> um, <laughs> you put it up in a bunch of cheese and the dog doesn't right, okay, know that yes, there's... Okay, yes, that's a metaphor, <laughs> right, okay, kind of. What, what gets women to want something more than anything else in the world? Well, you make them feel like they can't have it. You can't have it. <laughs> and so I'm going to have the part for men and women. The, the women who are listening to this show, true. anyone listening, you guys already kind of know the general theme. You don't, you don't need to buy the books. For any of the ladies, God bless you listening to the show. You don't need to buy the women's version. It's, it's the same thing. <clears throat> but to get other women to buy it and to not waste my time, I have to say, well, this is the men's version. It's coming out first. There's also a women's version, which is coming out when I get my sweet ass around to it. And not only is it the women's version, guess what I'm going to do to the price? You're probably going to raise it. I'm going to triple it. Triple it. So if you want that advice, you're going to pay. That. That's the saying, you can't have it. It is also the fact that if I'm going to spend the time doing it, I have to jack up my prices because of all the extra time on it to get this marginal increase in readership, which may or may. And, and what's going to happen when some women read that? What's, what's the guaranteed thing when I say, hey, menopause isn't a myth, which is a subchapter within that? What's going to happen? Well, they'll go on the Twitters and the Instagrams and the social media, the Facebooks, and talk shit about you. And they'll re. They will re. Re. They'll re. Oh, he's the sexist, racist, homophobe, and, and oh my gosh. And, and for that compensation, not to include additionally my time, but to compensate for that and to sell it all, it's like uh, killing three birds with one stone. You market it. You advertise it. You increase your profit margins, and you compensate yourself for the time for the lower volume of sales. But in the end, there will be a final version that includes addressing the most propagandized and lied to segment of our society, which is women. But whether they follow the advice or not, I don't care well, because question, I got my money. What percentage of your fans, audience, whatever, readers are women? Do you have any idea? About 8% if we use Google Analytics for an about, about the single digits. Eight percent. Yeah. Okay. Right. 
And so, well, it it's not a big market. I admit that, but it's more also for a philosophical point. Like, you know, talk about Soviet Russia without talking about communism. That's the whole point. That's the largest propaganda piece. That's that's what set the tone for everything else. And here we have such a huge amount of money, time, and investment propagandizing young women, and it's ruining their lives. You can't write a book like this without at least addressing that somewhere. But in the meantime, you're going to have, you know, water, horse, drink, not, fuck it. That part can be left out. It's already a great standalone piece on its own. There's more than ample philosophical, interesting, empirical, sociological analysis and data. It, it, it's a good standalone book on its own. But the crown jewel, which no one's going to want to buy because no one wants to uh, unplug themselves from the matrix, that comes later and that comes at a premium. Because mm. fuck you, that's why. Because I'm sick and tired of going in there trying to help people, trying to tell them the truth. How long have we been telling women not to major in stupid shit? How long have I been <laughs> doing that? Since what, 2004? God, probably. I mean, and, and I get I catch flack for that. I catch shit for that because I'm ruining their dreams. Okay, if it's going to be that difficult, the price is three times. And you know what? I could charge 10 times for that fucking book for the women's edition, and it would still be worth it because it's going to save them hundreds of thousands of dollars in decades of their lives. It's kind of the same thing with asshole consulting. Don't send me your problems and then not follow my advice. Send me your problems. Don't follow my advice. But as long as you give me fucking money, at least I'm okay with it. I'm okay with that with that transaction. So Roosh, he either was planning to write this book or it's already out. It's called Lady or it was going to be called Lady. I have read it. Oh, yep. so he does. That was out. Okay. Yeah. I mean, let's we could look it up. Um. It was very Ruchian and that it was very analytical lady, Rush, Amazon. Although it does even sell on, yeah, how to keep a good man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's highly rated, but he only has 12 ratings. So this, oh. did, this did not make Oprah's book list <laughs> and it never was. So, you know, you could see what a small, think exactly the same thing. Was that worth Rush's time to write that book? Um, I don't know. I'm probably not selling a whole lot of those. No, he's he's not selling any of I mean, I could look up the ranking again, but it's it's definitely it wasn't worth his time. Now you could argue strategically him writing this book and giving a knowledge branch to women now deflates or takes away all the air from the argument that he's he's a misogynist. Like, no, I wrote a book to help out women. Doesn't sell for shit, but he did. True. But you know, so that's about the only real benefit he gets from that. Um, but yeah, it's, there's going to be a women's edition because frankly, I don't have the fucking time. I'm not going to, I'm not going to create this great meal. That's really healthy and good for you. And you call me a sexist or misogynist in my face and how dare I say, okay, fuck it. Then don't eat the healthy meal. Go eat some more fucking ho-hos or ice cream or whatever it is. And then complain why you can't find a man. How dare you? <laughs> All right. Here's our buddy. How are you doing? Anthem? Pretty good. Speaking of that book. Uh, yeah. I bought it for a friend of mine, and do you think she followed the, the advice in the book? Oh Christ, no, no, no. she didn't. So, what uh, <laughs> what was her problems? Was she overweight or couldn't find a guy or you, what? You nailed it. Overweight? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, other than that, she's she's she she has potential, you know, and I see that potential. So I gave this book to her, and uh, well, she just hasn't done anything. I. <laughs> You don't need a book for that. Look, they even I, know. See what what I get. I know, I know, but dude, it's like 
fuck it, read this, you know, because she, she wonders, you know, she wonders, like, she wishes, oh, I wish I could find a guy. It's like, well, you can, but you got to drop the pounds. <laughs> Are you going to have a section ready? about being overweight in that edition you're going to do? I, well, hang on. Let me hang on. Let me take a look at the notes. Give me a second. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the first thing, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like. For, for both men and women. Yeah. Uh, right. Especially, especially yeah, women. Right here. Why is it most of the population are fat asses? I mean, it's... oh, it's sixty percent overweight. No, seventy-two percent. Seventy-two now. Wow, it yeah. went up. Why is that? God. Well, we're lazier. There's a huge influx of machinery replacing human labor. Um, let's not discount the propaganda. I mean, both good. men and women are guilty of this because men yeah. don't hit the gym no more. Yeah, because they they've been lied to, and it's such an easy sell. Hey, women are going to like you for you. You got to be a sweet, nice, caring guy. And a lot of guys, like me included, when I was younger, like thank God, because fucking lifting weights is boring as shit. Mm. But it doesn't work out in the end. Uh, and women, it's the same thing. He's shallow. You go, girl. Self love. It gives you the excuse to fat eat. acceptance. Fat test acceptance. holiday. Yeah. Um, where is it? Um. Yeah, it is addressed in here, and I'm not going to mention the chapter, but it's not specifically about weight, but that will be one of the subtopics within that individual chapter. Okay. Huh. Which will once again go unheeded, and there's no reason for me to bother with it. <laughs> as long as you feel like it's worth your time. It's. We'll see. We'll see. Um you know, I'm sure there'll be some reing and the pink tax, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna be deriding, derisive, I think. Um, so the cover, you've seen the cover; it's black. It's very mm -hmm. serious looking. Uh, but the the women's edition is just gonna be pink, you know, and it's gonna be three times the price, and they're <laughs> gonna complain about the pink tax. I'm like, no, for the amount of time, I will explain it. I'll defend myself. Say this is not an increase in this is not sexism. This is the amount of time I have to work to make the money back on this thing. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it it will be Brussels sprouts. No one wants to eat. You'll get some wonderful Twitter hate. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they <laughs> will come in. Uh, how you guys doing? What's the latest? Join uh, life. Yeah, I'm I'm leaving for the holidays on Thursday, so I'm trying to get a bunch of stuff done before then. We off to Portland? Yep, 10 days in Portland. Pray for me. No, don't go to Portland. Do they live no. in Portland proper or they live like where the feces and the tuberculosis isn't? They they live in Portland, but they're not like right downtown, so it's okay. good. And now my you know my parents have a place there, so the whole I, family I, Yeah. Okay. I won't go into the cost per square foot of a house that is partially <laughs> lived in, but I will do that. And what are you at, doing? At me? Oh, I, I'm going to go visit my mom. Okay. Yeah. I did two years ago the visit dad, visit mom, and visit the GF's family, and that was a royal pain in the ass. Huh. And, uh, I've decided that um, I'm like, yeah, now we're going to do this thing. And then I'm, I'm not joking when I get out to Vegas for wintertime. I'm like, yeah, you guys fly here. I've I've done enough of the driving around. I've done enough of going to Wisconsin and different places of Wisconsin. And it's like, no, come here. Stop bitching about the snow. If you don't come here, that's fine. I'll just go golf on Christmas Day. It's uh, perfectly all right by me. Atham, are you uh? Do you ever go back home to Mexico or see mom or dad or at all, or is it you just stay stateside? No, nah, you stay here. Okay. Well, doesn't your mom miss you? 
I don't care. Well, okay. <laughs> wow. All right. She can come here anytime she wants. Yeah. Okay. I don't I'm hate just, my ma. I just like, I'm, I don't want to drive to Wisconsin. That's, that's I don't want to fly to Cancun. Fuck that. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Jeez. Hopefully she's not listening. <laughs> no, she knows. She knows. Okay. <laughs> um, I do want to talk about this one thing. Let me log out of this shit because if somebody makes something, this is going to ding. Get rid of all this fucking social media crap. Real quick. Yeah. You have two choices for coffee. Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts. You can only Dunk, pick one or the other. Dunk, what What are you talking about? I'm just curious. Which one Dunkin would you Donuts. pick? Dunkin' Donuts. What Starbucks? The assholes who keep saying, hey, let's have a conversation about race. There you go. How is the coffee? It's fantastic. No, I'm asking because, I mean, you've been here. They're literally, they're right next to each other here where I live. <laughs> So I always go with Duncan. Yeah, go with Duncan. I don't. What was it? What, let's talk about this. Uh, you hear about the Chase corporate executive? Uh, sounds a little familiar. What happened? Chase CEO Lemon, Lyman. Lyman race. Uh, a buddy of mine has an account with Chase, and he logged in. Now, when you log into your bank account online, what are you guys intending to do? My check, yeah, just check the balance. <laughs> Probably do some banking. So he was greeted with this thing that says, "We are against racism." Da da da, and we're here at Chase Bank. Da 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 da. And the guys, is racism really a problem at Chase Manhattan? Fortune five, uh, Fortune fifty company. You think they haven't beaten the shit out of that with policies? It takes a lot of balls to say that nowadays, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's brave <laughs> and courageous for it. Wait, was I'm, this that article about the guy who claimed he couldn't get promoted and there he heard somebody talking about how it's because of his race? Or am I I don't know. Well, here's the New York Times and they want me to subscribe. I don't want that. It's probably the same article. Uh twenty twenty run leadership. He just it, it it there's in what's I'm what I'm finding out now, there's multiple articles where this guy has talked about race and things like that and you know what? Maybe people just want to do their fucking banking. Possibly. Yep. Maybe I just want a cup of coffee. You don't want the, let's have a conversation about race. <laughs> it's really uh, hard to escape that wherever you go. Hang on. Darn it. I can't find it. Uh, What is it? Tessa Majors? Oops. Following this. I should have had it up. Oh, darn it. Where'd it go? Give me a second. Tessa Majors. Journalism. New York Post? No. <clears throat> At least the Post doesn't make you subscribe. Yeah. Now, there was an article. I should have found it beforehand. Uh, maybe it was the New York Times. Bear with me here, guys. Ah. Scrolling. I got to find the right article. Nope. This isn't it. This is not it. Uh, all right. The basic version is this. I can go ahead and <clears throat> give you the cliff notes. Uh, young, formerly pretty girl going to Columbia. She's majoring in? Women's studies. Journalism. Same thing. She was going to change the world. There's another picture of her with green hair. 
She goes to a park nearby Columbia University and where she is promptly murdered uh, by a 13 or 14 year old boy. I guess it borders Harlem or something like that. I'm not familiar with New York City geography. Uh, lot, she's, a, she's a pretty white girl, blonde hair, or was until she dyed it green. So now we have to have, and it's on a college campus. So now the news stories go crazy. Um, one of the cops speculated she was there to buy pot. Family retaliates against cop because now is not the time. <clears throat> uh, discussion of safety campus, women in trouble, boy of different race. Article say, oh, she is, she was, had the world at her fingertips. She was a journalism major. She was, and a feminist. That was the other thing. She was a feminist. They, that was the first thing. Feminist, journalism major. And going to have life by the ball because that's really fucking important in your life is that you're a feminist. Mm. What is the most important thing, though, to do when there's a tragedy or a murder or a terrorist attack and it solves all the problems? Uh. What is the what is the privileged Western civilization solution to murder? Rape? Oh, I got terrorism. It. What is it, Atham? Thoughts and prayers. Oh, you're close. <laughs> you're, no, because thoughts and prayers actually leads to that. There might be a god. You're very close, Atham. It's even. It's even more pussified than that. Holy moly! Virtue signaling. Uh... It's the. It is the epitome of virtue signaling. Oh, that was it. Cool. It's masturbation. No, that's not it. It's oh. an, every. I'll give you another hint predominantly white people do it. If you look in the back, you'll see some non-white people. Is it, is you do this. Do huh? Is it something they do at night? It's something they do at night. Uh, I know what it is. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> they go outside and they, they hold their... They had yeah, a candlelit vigil. So it's oh. all... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, all okay. okay. Tessa Major's death. It's all fine now. We've taken care of it. Us Western white people have solved the problem. We had a candlelight vigil. Everything is okay. You can go back now. So it was all taken care of. Okay. Well, that's that's good to know. <laughs> In case you were worried, I didn't want to bring up bad news, but it's all taken care of because we had the candlelit vigil. Hmm. Oh yeah. Don't don't forget the profile filters. You know. Profile filters. Yeah, yeah. where they do the flag, flag and, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that uh, that I. Uh, I didn't delve that much into it. I kept seeing it pop up, pop up, pop up. I'm like, okay, what is it? And then I saw feminist, journalism major, life by the balls. Then there's a picture, candlelit vigil. Like, I was worried. <laughs> you know what? Since it is the Christmas season, if Bruce Willis had just held a candlelit vigil at Nakatomi Plaza, the terrorists would have never taken over. Yeah, and then Carl and Hans would still be alive. Hans would be alive. Powell's car wouldn't be shot up. Oh, uh, what else? The kids wouldn't have been. Th Gruber wouldn't have fallen. They would have all gone together and sing Kumbaya if they had just had a candlelit vigil over at Nakatomi Plaza. What's the name of the awesome uh, computer hack guy again? I can't. Oh, uh, uh, Theo. Theo. Theo, yeah, yeah. Theo. It's Christmas, Theo. 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 Good cheer. <laughs> <laughs> Theo wouldn't be. Wait, did Theo die in that one? I don't think he died. Just Argon, like, you know. Ran yeah, Argon ran the yeah, that's right. He punched him, right? That's yeah. right. He punched he punched Theo. Okay, and they got him. Okay. Yeah, he didn't die though, I don't think. <laughs> uh, good. Uh <clears throat> I have several other articles here. Um 
how are we doing for super chats? We only got one. Uh, I saw like other uh, two actually, or three, three super chats. All right, let's get through this and we'll go to some other stuff I want. Uh, DJ Aftershock. For $5. Still here enjoying the decline as New Yorkers mass holes continue to move down south. Expect North Carolina and Georgia to turn blue soon and I don't even care anymore. Uh, you know, that's a good point. They're don't getting- the expats, the people who get out, like vote Republican, like they're, I'm, I'm done with this shit. They're not the leftist moving out, correct? So I, I, I'm not even sure those people vote, you know, when they leave the country. Yeah, I suppose. I, uh, I've always wondered because people like, you know, Florida was red for a while because everyone was trying to escape New York taxes. Yeah. I got that. All right. What else we got? We got our 1099 or 1099 superior race. Beta boy for Christmas. I want a least BMW so I can get to girls. <laughs> Clary Claus. I don't think so. Cappy don't play that hits beta boy on the head with stuff. Sock. Did you ever watch the show um, in living color? Yeah, when of you course. Were- Homie the clown. <laughs> I got to find some of those on YouTube. I wonder if you- I don't even think you could play that show anymore. Oh, you couldn't fire now. Marshall Bill and yeah, all the girls no, dancing no, no, no. their bootsy boots and all that. Yeah, you couldn't play that anymore. <clears throat> I guess they were going to do like a 25 year reunion or something like that. Yeah. One of the few I'd actually tune into. See, for all the Molinos and Gen Zers, uh, there was this comedy troupe called Living Color. It was the Wayne Brothers, uh, of which Damon Wayne starred in one of my favorite movies, also with Bruce Willis, coming last, after Die Hard, The Last, last Boy, Boy Scout. Scout. Oh, yep. Atham, have you seen The Last Boy Scout? I have not. It's very oh, good. Oh, dude, what? It's not as good as Die Hard. It's a well, nothing. I would say, well, nothing is right, yeah. but it is a modern day gumshoe detective. And you want to talk about Red Pill, where he mans the fuck up in the end, he puts his wife in his in her place. That is an absolute classic, and just as pertinent today as it, as it was back then. Uh, All right, I'm looking it up. Look 1991, it up. huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it was before its time. I think. I think. Yeah. But. Same director, I think, too. Lethal Weapon and Die Hard. Oh, nice. Yeah. But uh, anyway, the Living Color people, they made they made fun of each other. And sometimes there might have been good-tasting racial jokes in there against whites and blacks. There were. There were. Like, I, there's one episode I remember where like they were at a synagogue or something, and they're singing Jewish songs, and then... <laughs> Like one of the Wayans brothers comes in and like starts, you know, clapping and yeah. <laughs> can't do that now. No, so, it's verboten. You can't do that. Haba, haba nagilia, haba tortilla. Like they were doing that. <laughs> it was funny as a sixth grader. Did the Anti-Defamation League sue him back then? Or did, <laughs> did no one have their tits in a bundle? Oh, times were so much better back oh, then. Oh, God. Charles Mack, I have nothing this time, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning. What's 324? No way. That's mm. it. This could That's be a it. short one. We could we could be out of here, I, and I could get back to working. This could be. Oh, well, do you have any more articles? You want oh, I got plenty of articles. Down? No. Like, uh, here, let's do uh, – I have two great articles. Well, one article, one little bit of information I found. Okay. Uh, Hiroshima, known for. Right. And you always saw that picture and there'd be like the one tree standing or the building there. And you're like, what the fuck is that building made out of? Yeah. Well, here we go. Hiroshima buildings that survive atomic bomb to be demolished. The Japanese city of Hiroshima plans to knock down two buildings that survived the 1945 atomic bomb, but some locals want them preserved as landmarks. 
The two blocks built in 1913 were first used as a military clothing factory and later as a university student accommodation. They were also used as makeshift hospital after the bomb itself. They could be used as facilities towards promoting the abolition abolition of nuclear w- weapons, said one survivor. Now, I'm, <clears throat> this guy was in the building when the bomb went off, and he's alive today. What? Yes. I'm like, what? How? Who is this? Who is the building? Who's this guy? He's got to be 90-something years old. Yeah, I think he's 89. I think he was a kid. Uh, Around 80,000 people were killed as a direct result of the bomb, and another 35,000 were injured. The attack flattened most of the city, and of last year, only 85 buildings built before the bomb remained within five kilometers of ground zero. The block survived at least partly because they were made from reinforced concrete. Some bomb damage to the metal windows and doors is still visible. In 2017, authorities found the structures now publicly owned were highly likely to collapse after a strong earthquake. And as the buildings are not in use and are not open to the public, the local government decided they should be demolished by 2022. A third building at the site will be preserved and its walls and roof will be repaired and reinforced to protect it from earthquakes. So here's a picture of of the blast zone. It's just... I mean, I know you've seen it when you were a kid, but it, it's just amazing. What And that's that's one of the smallest nuclear bombs. Mm. Wow. And there's like a couple, I guess there's some, there's a fence kind of still up, but here's one building that, that's still there. Uh, Iwao Nakanishi, 89, was in one of the buildings when the city was bombed. He, he He's alive. Wow. <laughs> He's alive. He is now the head of a local group demanding the preservation of the buildings. Would you agree with his position? Hell yes. I, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Like, come on. You got to leave that building there. You name it after the guy. Have the building be a shrine. God, have scientists study it. Yeah, this building saved my life. Yeah. Alone. <laughs> I, I'm just amazed it didn't melt. Uh Considering the historical significance of telling the tragedy to future generations, we can no way accept the demoli- uh, demolition, he told Menachi newspaper. We strongly oppose it. Mr. Nakanishi said the buildings could be used to promote the abolition of nuclear weapons. I could see why he might have a position against nuclear war. Just, just can maybe I see his side. Uh, in recent years, they have not been used, although visits were possible via the local authority. These are valuable buildings that tell us uh, the horror of the atomic bomb. One 69-year-old who visited the site told the Hiroshima paper, Yumuri, I felt strongly after looking at them directly for the first time, so I wanted all of them to be preserved. Hiroshima's most famous ruin from the bomb is the dome in the city's Peace Memorial Park, a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It has undergone reinforcement work to make it more earthquake resistant. Yeah, and here's the a picture of it. It's not in great shape. It's just concrete. Um, <clears throat> and it goes on to tell us what happened after the bomb and blah, blah, blah. So there, there's a little bit of good news. And I'm cheering on for uh, for the buildings to be preserved. Yeah. Where'd you find that? Yeah, it was on Bing News. Hmm. I get people that'll send me articles, and most of them are pretty good. Um, but then I get some real, I'll get people send me articles. I'm like, dude, it's five years old. <laughs> yeah i know you read the headline read read the read the mark date read that um now you may not know this 
What is what is the Harvard of the Midwest? Ooh, is it low? Is it where I live? Chad, I am shocked you don't know this. Atham, what is the Harvard of the Midwest? Everybody knows it's. I don't know. I mean, are you talking about the a school that's located in Chicago? No. Okay. This beats mm-hmm. Kellogg Northwestern. This beats the Booth School over at the U of Chicago. What oh. is the number one? The Harvard of the Midwest. The the Carlson School of Medicine. Carlson School. There is no other. The Harvard of the, practically the new Harvard of the world. Um, <clears throat> there are some other notable ones. Have you ever heard of Minneapolis, I'm sorry, Minnesota School of Business or Globe University? No. These are almost as reputable as the Carlson School of Management. And you know they're really good schools because they're across all strip malls and shopping malls in the Twin Cities area. You know it's a good school when it's in a strip mall, right? I got a great story for you as soon as we get through it. Oh, I, I this is this has come up. It's a uh, Shutter Globe University owing millions to ex-students files for Chapter 11. Globe University and the Minnesota School of Business, two for-profit colleges that shut their doors in 2016, have filed for federal bankruptcy protection weeks after the Minnesota Supreme Court ruled that thousands of former students could see, seek re- tuition reimbursements from the schools. Minnesota so, Supreme Court. <laughs> Well, these idiot kids, I have a lot of philosophy on this, Uh, and this is going to be a real test of enjoy the show, okay? We're going to see how we can enjoy the show on this one. Aside from the fact that Globe University is dead, which is a good thing, but these students are shit out of luck because if these for-profit schools went belly up, you didn't owe the student tuition or the student loans to them anymore. Follow me so far? Yep. So that's good for the students, but... If these guys file for bankruptcy, whatever awards the university would have given the students, they're not going to get them anymore, Mm. which you think is bad for the students. But why should we be for the students suffering even more? So they learned a lesson. (laughs) They learned a lesson. And how do college students, especially stupid ones who can't even get into the community colleges of the University of Minnesota system, how do you think they vote? Mm -hmm. To the left. So should we be cheering on that these people filed for bankruptcy and the students are not getting their money? Yes. Sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is all good. Globe closes. The students get fucked. People are going to learn their fucking lesson. It's great. Uh, the Star Tribune has details on the filing in which the school claims assets as much as 500000 And debt's ranging. Guess what they got? You want to talk about a leverage ratio. How much debt you want to bet they got? 500000 in assets. A million? 10 to 50 million in debts. Wow. I was trying to do the calculation. I'm like, uh, that seems kind of high, but. <laughs> Most of the potential creditors are former students, including many pursuing what kind of degrees. This is, this is just such a great quiz. What kind of degrees do you get at a strip mall college? Uh, gender studies. No, um, business. Okay, business. I'll give you a hint. They're, they don't see their dads. A lot of these kids that go to these schools are, for, are, are bad students. They couldn't get into a real college. And they don't have the dads around. There's a reason they don't have the dads around. Uh. <laughs> they may not have their brothers around, too. Are we talking about international students? No, not international. Uh. My dad 
Some men in some blue uniforms took my dad away. Some men in some blue uniforms took my brother away. Uh, so I'm going to study what? African-American studies. No. That, that was a good guess. <laughs> good um, guess. Okay, we don't have these highfalutin liberal criminal, arts degrees. At the, ah! Criminal justice. Criminal justice. What a worthless fucking degree. Fucking scam. Fucking scam. Do you know what the police require for a college degree? Um, do they even, you just need a bachelor's, right? Do they, any bachelor's will do a yeah. lot of times they don't even require that. So yeah. if you're going to go and become a cop, you might as well major in accounting or it or something. Yeah. Right. Does it give you an advantage to go and get a criminal justice degree? No. Hmm. It makes it worse because you go in there thinking, you know, everything. Cause you have a fucking criminal justice degree and they don't want to hire you because you're a know-it-all. And now they have to deprogram you and reprogram you and how it really fucking works. Do you ever get your dad out of jail? Nope. No. Do your brother ever get out before his sentence is over? Probably not. If you can't get into the police department because you're too fat, which is very common with criminal justice majors, what do they do then after to help understand criminal justice? Hmm. Hopefully they don't get a grad degree in that They shit. get a grad degree in. Oh. <laughs> God. It's going to say either a master's or they go to some shit law school. That, there like, you go. They go to the law school down the, uh, the the road over at the other strip mall and they go $400,000 into debt. It is the biggest fuck over ever of already impoverished poor kids when they go get the criminal justice degree. And so uh, I have a somewhat related story to this. Please do. Please share. So I was at um, O'Shaughnessy's Friday night. Mm-hmm. It's a client of mine. And, you know, she's she's cool. We're kind of friends, too. Um, I don't want to say what her profession is or anything like that. All right. She's from the Twin Cities. I think I've actually talked to you about this. Uh, maybe. Was it the picture, the gal, that you sent yeah, me that night? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, I've seen her before. I don't, I don't know much else about her. Well, you're about to learn something I learned about her on Friday. <laughs> so I noticed, you know, when I'm doing your taxes, I see everything, like your student loan interest or something. She went to a private school in the Twin Cities, was there for four years, then spent another, I think it was three years at a professional school. I won't say which one, but a professional school here in Chicago, another private one. How much combined debt do you think she had? This just blew me away. Um, can I guess the private school? Yes. Was it a religious one like Bethel or Concordia or or was it a... Was it a legit university? It's private. I actually asked you about this, and you said it wasn't a good school, and it's in Saint Hamlin. Yeah. Shall okay. I be- it's <laughs> a it's an accredited university, but it's a shit school. I mean, yeah, it, and it's private. It's overpriced. All right. So, whoa, that's thirty grand a year right there. So you're already at one hundred twenty thousand. All right. Then she went to another uh, for profit school in Chicago. In Chicago, high cost of living. Masters or just another bachelor's? God, I think it was a master's, but I mean, with psychology or whatever, they take a, a long time to get. Oh, I'm going to say she's 200 grand. Dude, you're not even close. More than 200 grand? Wow. N- not three. Higher. Half a million? She, she's not a medical doctor. $350,000. I almost fell off. Dude, I almost fell off of my stool at the bar. I'm like, what? <laughs> but here, how much you want to bet 
whoever her younger equivalent is right now, imagine her, her younger counterpart in Gen Z or the millennials. And I'm going to write this book and I'm going to charge a hundred bucks or whatever. I haven't figured out the price of the book, but let's just say it's a hundred dollar book. Her younger counterpart, you think she's going to listen to what I have to say about that? Oh, no. No. So she's going to go and like your colleague is going to be 350 or adjusted for inflation, $400,000 in debt down the road. So somebody said something in the chat, which is so true. Imagine you meet someone like this. You go on a date. You really hit it off. And maybe you start dating. You start thinking long term. And then you hear something like that. Like <laughs> it's over. Yep. I thought my IRS chick was a problem. This is way worse. She's fucked. Yeah. She is fucked. And who fucked time. her? I want to know who fucked, gentlemen. Who fucked her? I mean, it's herself. We can't. Was it the evil, rich, white man Republicans? Or was it some Marxist fucking professor who just fucked her in the ass for $400 a credit and $1,000 a quarter in books? <laughs> I felt bad because she was excited. She just met this dude who she hit it off with. She's dating. And the whole time I'm thinking, like, he's going to find out about that. And <laughs> you think about that. That really is like, that's not going away. No, there's that's no way away. that can be none. 350. <clears throat> God. She could make aggressive amortization payments. I mean, maybe by the time she's dead or dying, she could have it paid off. But that's like, in fact, my point is, it's effectively like having a permanent STD. That is like having herpes. And it has the same effect on your dating and love and marriage life. Who the fuck is going to marry that? Unless they're truly dumb. Unless you're a dumb boy and you haven't taken the red pill. You aren't paying attention. I could see her because she's good looking. She could sh schnooker a yeah. guy. She a already has. Okay. Does he make, is he a surgeon? Because that's the only way that shit's getting paid off. No. And you know what I was thinking was like, I have to know that because obviously I'm her CPA and do her right. taxes. She could conceivably not say anything about this until after there's a, a wedding or something, you know, it's, it's, it's getting to the point. Like if I were to ever go date again and da da da, I was going to get serious. I'm like, yeah, we're pulling your credit. It's scary. Yeah. What do you got on your books? Here's my books. Clean slate, bitch. What about you? Oh, look at, oh, you failed to mention you went to the, the Dudley School of Up Your Butt Thumb Studies. Oh, look, you, you went to the strip mall and you went to that school. Holy shit. I, I consider her a friend. When I heard that, I immediately felt bad. But you, who can we blame for this? I mean, it's you can't. Herself. And how long have I heard that that women are, they don't need no man. They're independent. They're in charge. They know what they're doing. How long have I heard that? Uh, I'd say the whole time you've lived in Minnesota. God. Oh God, no! Since I was a little kid, since I was, mm -hmm. I remember eight. That was that was. I mean, I remember six and and you know my mom like women are just as good at that. I was like, okay, not even fully cognizant of you know what men and women were. I was like, oh, there's a frog over there. Yeah, we'll play with the frog. Well, she's pretty enough and charming enough that she will like get locked in. Oh, you mean you mean her pussy might be worth that much? <laughs> wow, uh, who knew? Uh, like men bought that by committing at a wedding ring, and it was such a liability you'd get dowries in the past, huh? Well, I was trying to put myself in the, the her new man's position, and it's just like I don't know how I would handle that information. You know, it's the data I've been coming across. What percent of 
millennials, Gen Zers even more, what percent of millennials went to college? Maybe didn't graduate, but went to college. It's got to be very high up there. My God, at least 80%, right? Not not that high, 65%. 65%. All right. Um, I think half and not half of them, half of all millennials have college degrees now. That is a huge percentage of the population. And women go to college more than men. And women major in stupid shit two to three times the rates of men. So a significant percentage of the female population is financially compromised when it comes to establishing a wedding or a family. What is the number one reason people cite for divorce? Money. Finances. Yeah. Finances. What should we do, guys? What should we do? I mean, for me, it's like do a thorough background check for anyone. that. <laughs> Are we going to solve it? No. We should do exactly what Atham is doing. Smoke a cigar and enjoy the show. And then Operation Evil kicks in. And then and Operation Evil kicks that. in. And all when those women get bailed out of their money, I'm going to write the greatest, sweetest tasting lies. I say, give me my fucking money back. Thank you very much. I've learned that it's just a matter of positioning myself in this economy to have them give me back my tax dollars saying thank you it's, I mean, it's a it's a hurdle but i'm gonna get my money back don't you worry ladies since i feel guilty about even bringing it up i will say she's and she finally got to a place where she's making some good money but there's just no way you can pay that off no way I have you had a frank discussion with her as her accountant about these financial realities i did it when we were at the bar i'm like what you know and i'm yeah, it's something. Did she giggle and just laugh it away? <laughs> oh, wow. Fuck! It's something. I kind of wish you were... You guys should have been there. Like, you would have You would enjoyed this. <laughs> I would. You know what that would have been an exercise in? Futility? So, self-control and stoicism. I would have... Adam would have... Because he's the master at it. He's fucking Buddha. He's our little Mexican Buddha. All right? Without the gut. <laughs> Me, I would have had to really capture myself early and be like, and just be like, oh, yeah, Hamlin. Oh, that's on Snelling Avenue. Yeah. You ever been to that bar? Cool. Yeah. Half Price Books used to be there. Hope she doesn't see this. (laughs) You are trying to help her. We are all trying to help her. What? Because because the lies that she's getting from the other team? what's, What's the other side of this story? What other advice is she going to get? Well, you hopefully go, someday. You go, girl. You deserve it. What? We're the only ones telling the truth. I have no shame in this. Lady, your only hope is to find a surgeon, learn to suck cock really good, and be a great stay-at-home wife. And you better be fucking thin. Otherwise, if, if they don't get bailed out, if you do not get bailed out, you are fucked for the rest of your life. <laughs> and that's... The most loving, comparing compassion she's ever gotten, apparently, from anybody in the entire world. God, I just hope it ends. I truly, I care about her. I hope it ends up okay. Well, I don't know if that's going to. Well, it, they get themselves into these impossible situations where you can't lie to them anymore. All there is is truth. And if they're going to reject that... I. I don't. Do you think anyone likes hearing the only way out of this is to have sex and get? That's the only asset she's got. Now, if she has a master's degree or an advanced degree, she could hopefully open up a shop and <clears throat> also make some professionalism that way. She's right? yeah, she is good and and go and and in a true sense, you go, girl. 
but knock it off with this men are the enemy and da da da. It's like this is what marriage was for. You know, this is this is what you all went out, you all got your worthless degrees. Only a third to a quarter actually got STEM degrees. And now two-thirds, the majority of them are financial liabilities. And now this is the time. This is a Gen X, at least in my generation. I don't know how old this gal is. <clears throat> Early 30s. She's okay. not one of these feminist types, but I mean, still. no, it, it does it, it doesn't matter. She signed on the dotted line. She's fucked. Yeah. You know. And where did all the good feelies, touchy-feely, pro-women, pro-socialism, rah-rah, pro-education, where did it get them? I mean, now is it's the ninth inning. Here it is. It's showtime, guys. We got the empirical data. Half the fucking, well, not half, but a good segment of the introduction of the book is about, we've just concluded the world's largest sociological experiment with the millennials. We now know for certain what does and does not work. And this bullshit where you women go major in the dumbest fucking crap and men major in it too, but not to the levels. And then you come out and like, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> well, there's nothing, there's nothing to do. There's no solution. Hmm. And the only solution, what's a number one asset? Your health. Okay. Well, that Look. goes universally. For women, what's their number one asset? Oh, their beauty. Their youth and beauty. Yeah. Does that last forever? No, no, no. Did I make the rules? It's youth and beauty. That's the number one asset for women. It's nature. It's nature. Now, do you want to capitalize on that shit? Like uh, gravity, it pulls down. That's why we don't build buildings up in the sky. They fall. We build it on the ground. We adhere to reality. She has, she has one asset. She got one bullet left in her gun. She can make it count. I'm wondering if she's going to just shoot it up in the sky. She's very cute. I'll just say that. She's very cute. Does she know that? Yes. Okay. Does she know she's got to make that? She's got to convert that. Like, and I'm not talking like straight prostitution here. All right. I'm talking, you find a stable guy and your living expenses go down because now you're in, you're under one roof. You get a budget together. I mean, you make your man happy. She is a liability. Yeah. So she has to, financially, she has to look at it that way. Any of that, or is she just, I'm cute. He, I, I get a dinner paid for. It's like, you need more than a dinner paid for, lady. <laughs> it's like you you meet, fall in love, you sign on the dotted line. Suddenly you're responsible for at least half of that. It's right. Like, that. Right. Oh, uh, anyway, uh, many are pursuing criminal justice degree. The group won a ruling in the Minnesota Supreme Court earlier this month that would let them pursue refunds against the school. Those refunds could cost $33 million. Globin, the Minnesota school business closed in late 2016 after a long legal battle with the state, which argued that they defrauded students pursuing law enforcement careers with degrees that wouldn't qualify them for jobs. Despite the shutdown, the schools still do have operations, including properties in Blaine, Shakopee, and Woodbury. So there you go. Your dreams of becoming a criminal justice major. Now, related. Uh, I could tell people that I used to teach at Brown College, not the... Not the Ivy League. <laughs> Not the Ivy League Brown, one of equal reputation. It was a strip mall thing. And also held the Le Cordon Bleu uh, School of Culinary Arts under their house. So this was uh, just a shitty fly-by-night for-profit university. They closed down uh, because they're they're just a shit university, poorly managed uh, reputation got out. A lot of people wouldn't get their Pell Grant funding because they lost accreditation, I believe. 
Uh, now I can tell you the other university, university college I taught at. That was the Minneapolis Business College. This is the one where I did the IQ tests for statistics. Yeah. <laughs> where all the kids thought they were really smart. And I said, okay, you know, let's see how smart you kids are. And we gave the IQ tests. And then they found out they, some of them were lazy. They weren't actually mentally retarded. They were not uh, mentally disabled. They're just lazy. But they tried so half-assed on their test, they ended up getting scores that they were mentally impaired. And they're like, well, I'm, I'm officially mentally retarded. I'm like, you're not. You didn't try. Anyway, that's that school. Uh, so I wanted to find my old boss there, and he's no longer there. You know why he's no longer there? Uh, your old boss, uh, I, did he go to another school? He had to because they're closing down this month. Oh my God. They are no more. The Minneapolis business college is no more. They will not be able to rape students for worthless degrees. And this is where they had the travel and hospitality majors. I just, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just at a loss for words at some of this. I mean, when you, Go ahead. I, I, I was just going to say, you know, I didn't have a ton of debt. You know, I went to grad school, but I had some. The first thing I did over the years was just pay that shit off so I could start my own business and not worry about it. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine being triple figures debt. I just can't. Triple figures? Well, you know, like 100000 and Oh, up. six figures. Yeah. Six figures, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just like, what kind of life is that? <laughs> Well, imagine you are a travel and hospitality major. That, let, now, imagine this, gentlemen. You you go and you fly to uh, the south of Spain, okay? Oh. We're, on the, we're on the south of Spain, all right? It's very nice, right? We're on the Mediterranean. Vineyards all over the place. Uh, tan girls, uh, Spaniard girls. I just imagine they're tan. I don't know. Uh, I'm just picturing very nice with the maraca, with the clappy things they do. Yeah. I'm picturing that. <laughs> Could be completely wrong. And you go into the hotel, right? Or you go to the bar on the beach. And there's a girl with her travel and hospitality degree. She's an expert. She's the matri. What are you picturing physically on this very nice beach, on this very nice hotel? Physically, you mean what she looks like? Yeah. Um, I don't know. You could go either way with that one. Um, I'm going to guess she's not good looking. You would hope she'd be good looking, but they're not. This is 15 years ago, maybe? No, maybe even more than 17 years ago. The travel and hospitality majors were all these fat, bloated, trailer trash white chicks that thought they were going to go fucking manage a Hilton over in Cancun or something. (laughs) And they all had attitudes. They all thought, these are the people, because I taught, they took classes by major. So I'd have the IT guys. They're pretty good. The accounting majors, they're pretty good. But then you had the travel and hospitality land whales. <laughs> and uh, they found out that the IT people and the accounting people were like three weeks ahead of them. And we were only like six weeks into the Like they had doubled the amount of work. And they're like, hey, they're always complaining, always complaining. So I had to slow. You think the travel and hospitality majors were going to catch up with the uh, – with the IT majors and the accounting majors? No. So I had to slow them down. And so we did, we ended up playing Halo. Halo. Uh, recording statistics as this big, massive data compilation. So we could go ahead and do some statistical analysis for everybody. And so I always, <clears throat> I wish I saved like the graduation list so I could look these people up. 
<laughs> oh, but I guarantee you they are, they, you know, you oh, the poor students are the, the victim. Bullshit. Not victims. The, not victims. They're the most spoiled, rotten brats God. on the face of the planet. And so now the school I used to teach, who knows? Maybe it's already closed right now. Um, I'm really not in favor of student loan debt forgiveness. I know everybody else is like, oh, you know, we didn't know. But I'm so much against that because I had to fucking pay my shit back. You will, like, <laughs> you will like a segment in the book uh, because I rip apart. I, I identify what advocates of a bailout are and what they are is they are thieves, parasites, and they are also slave owners. They're advocates of slavery because you have now enslaved other people. So you could basically not even get an education. You can't call it an education anymore. Uh, it's a four-year party is what most college degrees are. That's what it is. And so uh, a lot of people are like, oh, should I even read this book? Yeah, read it for that because there's a lot of insight into what the true economic nature of a lot of these things are, like college degrees, what the economic nature of a career is, what the economic nature of a, of a husband and a wife is. Uh, it's, it's a little bit more deep and philosophical, but um, – <clears throat> The economic nature of a travel and hospitality major, you know what she is? Predominantly she. The economic major? Lard. She's just fat. Just fat. <laughs> That's all it is. When you boil it down, you know, everything goes down to its elements. Atham mm -hmm. knows this. Yeah, elements and compounds. When you boil these travel and hospitality majors down, they're just fat. That's all it is. Uh, how are we looking on the super chats? We got a few we can um, we can catch up with here. Let's see what the last one we did was. Um, yeah, it might have been Charlie. Yeah, so the next one, scroll down a bit. Scrolling. Uh, Juan Cabrera. God darn it. Where'd he go? There's Charlie. Yeah, it's way down there. Way down here. Step it up, people. There we go, Juan. <laughs> um, I stepped on feces this morning. Guess where it happened? San Francisco? San Francisco. Juan's out in SF. Yeah. Skid uh, Row. Um, <laughs> whoa, 20. What? Well, we'll get to it. Well, hang on. Is it U.S. dollars or is it, you know? I, I It's probably Norwegian Krone. Is that what it's called? Oh, Kroners. That's yeah. like $2.22. For a second, I thought it was North Korean no, It's like currency. four or five bucks. Isn't it like nah. five kroners per dollar? Nah, it's like two bucks. Is it ten to one? I think it is. Oh yeah, Legend Meadow. It's only t yeah, maybe it is only ten to one. Okay, what do we get for two bucks? Uh, tax season is coming up. Better get to work. <laughs> what? Wagey. Wagey. Yeah, wagey. Get to work. <laughs> I'm just as an aside. I probably told you this. I'm like far less worried and stressed about tax season this year compared to prior years. Cause I, when you ditch clients, you don't want anymore. It really like takes a load off your shoulders. I think it getting rid of that quarter of your, uh, clientele or portfolio of whatever you call it has released you of 80%. The Pareto, uh, ratio is there. I plan to do even more. So yeah, I'm feeling better going into Good. this season. Good. Yeah. You uh, don't, you don't need to get that. Krillin. Krillin, two bucks. Never underestimate the power of the handicapped. South I don't Park know. Quote. Probably. <laughs> Blame Canada. Um, Justin Sealer, Siler, five dollars, but he didn't say anything. I like that. Those are the girls. Yeah. People just want to give me now. Hey guys, now we know what it's like to be a girl. <laughs> just get money. Hey, look, my God, 
Thanks, Justin. Uh, <laughs> Sam. Sam Whiskey, uh, $4.99. The biggest trend in California is to buy a condo in Tijuana and commute to San Diego for work. Huh. Is that true? That's true, yeah. Well, you lived there, didn't you, Atham? I, I lived in Tijuana for five years, yeah. I, I knew people that lived in Tijuana and worked in San Diego. Were they Isn't Americans it? or what? Yeah, American citizens. No kidding. Th- doesn't it take a while to do the border crossing or, or no? Like an hour? Well, or before 9-11, it didn't take that long. After, yeah, yeah now it takes a... It depends okay. on the day, yeah. I remember um, there's a beach community. Like, let's say you're coming up through Mexico. Like, you're in Tijuana. You're going north on the highway. The first left you take is it goes to this little beach community. I forget the name of it. And uh, it's quite the transition from Tijuana, swamp, and old baby boomer retirement hippie community. It's kind of weird. Uh, but I remember going through that and then coming on the highway. Mexico's right there. You can see it. Mm. And you can even see the border crossing, which then turns into uh, Interstate 5, right, Atham? Yeah. Okay. That's and fine. you could just see the... The, the cars are backed up like a traffic jam just to get into the board. I'm right. like, holy shit. I, you know, take for an argument for telecommuting. What the? Yeah. What is, what is, T, is Tijuana even more that uh, its reputation used to be all oh, crazy shit happening here, painted donkeys? I mean, is it becoming more cosmopolitan or was it never that in the first place? Uh, it's always been cosmopolitan, but it, it also was what you mentioned. It was oh, crazy, uh, yeah, it was a crazy cosmopolitan. Okay. Is it, is it still it the same? same? I don't know. I haven't been there in years. Oh. I just wonder how is it pretty safe down there? Or? Uh depends where you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hmm. It's probably better than Juarez, I'm guessing. Yeah, a thousand times better. Is Juarez <laughs> across from El Paso? Yeah. 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 That yeah. did look like a shithole. I was on my motorcycle, and you saw the line, mm. and okay, yeah, there's a lot of Mexican restaurants in El Paso, but you know the roads are. And then I'm looking over, I'm like. That looks like a war zone. That really looks like funny. Funny you say that because I read a, a report that said that Ciudad Juarez was more, uh, more dangerous than Iraq. <laughs> really? Yeah. God. Uh, we actually got a bunch more. Yeah, um, that's fine. All right, Spencer for four dollars ninety nine. Feliz Navidad, amigos. Probably should have had uh, Atham read that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Spencer. I may uh, I may go to the cigar lounge. Atham with that fucking cigar is tempting me. <laughs> you know what's great? What? So like I had to sell the house, right? And um, now we're in an apartment, and uh, the GF can come over for lunch. And I thought that'd be a great idea. Ends up being the most annoying fucking thing ever because I forgot. Oh, I do work too. Like I had grown so so accustomed to having like this eight to nine hour, even ten hour stretch of just get the work done. Yeah. And today they're bringing in food at the office. Oh. And so now she's not here. So I'm like, God, she says, so now maybe I go celebrate and have a cigar at the cigar lounge. Uh, where were we? Oh, hang on. Let's say hi to Dark, uh, dark Man Jeff. Oh, your, yeah. Uh, dark Man Jeff. Ma- uh, Mary Jo was in there, too, for a little bit. Uh, and We don't listen to Latinas. <laughs> we don't listen to Dominicans, which is a territory of Mexico. She did call you a moron, so, yeah. She, uh, oh, you know what she is? I had to call her um, because she is very savvy and cool. I know we like to pick on her, and we just think she's a set of tits. But there's a brain somewhere, <laughs> a little bit of a brain in there. So, Sandwich between her tits is a brain. 
Um, <laughs> she, uh, she's got a pulse on the housing market and I ended up calling her. I was going to ask her, I'm like, Hey, what, what are these numbers looking like over in your neck of the woods? And then, um, she didn't pick up and I go, go to voicemail and guess what? Full. Full. Like, yep. Oh, you people. I do that on purpose. Oh, really? Why? What do you? What's I don't want. I instruct my clients: don't fucking call me during tax season. They do it anyway. So, (laughs) yeah. Maybe that's what I got to do: is just like turn off my mailbox. Um, but I was just like, oh, she would. She would have her inbox. (laughs) She's the type. I'm. I'm too poppy. It's like I am Aaron Clary. I'm your buddy. Open the fucking doors for me. I have a question to ask you about economics and finance tits magoo well, that's your area yeah anyway all right so dark man jeff what's uh, up jeff uh bfcz8 nap uh for two dollars thoughts on western governor's university compared to a state school for computer science is that an online school western yeah, western governors are credited i look it really is going to boil down let's say price is the same all right so you go to your state school because i was pulling the data again uh, for the book and your state schools are roughly going to run the same as Western governors university. Western governors university is 6,000 a year. If you go to not the flagship campus, okay, you go to Platteville, Wisconsin, you don't go to Madison. You're going to get around five to $6,000. Not only what it is for other States, but using Wisconsin as a ballpark that, that gives you an idea. It's up to you, man. Like if you want to get that college experience a little bit and go to an actual campus or it helps you read better or read better, study better, you know, just to get out of your house. I'm not even against it for having a little bit of the college experience where you go in and you sit and you see what it's like. Um, But if it's too far away or you're out in the rural area or your state school is too expensive or whatever the reason, yeah, just go Western Governors University, man. It's... uh, it's it's not the it's not the Harvard of the Midwest because nothing is, uh, but it's it's accredited and it's it's a legit degree. You know that's a legit field. Um, I don't know. It's almost kind of like you, Chad, where it's like you should go work and commute so you know how much it sucks and you know you're not missing out on anything. And then you're like, fuck, I don't want to work downtown. And you're like, no, I can work from from. I do that occasionally. I have to go downtown tomorrow, so it always makes me grateful for what I set up. What is it, a 10, 15-minute L ride? I mean, it's not that bad for you, is it? No, it's about, in the morning, it's about a 30-minute. You know where I live, and it's kind yeah. of north. Uh, yeah. It's at least a half an hour to get down there, which isn't terrible, but you got to walk to the station. You got to wait for it. 45 minutes, one way. Wait, mostly. does the L slow down? I thought it was all on a consistent schedule. It, no, it, it, well, it slows down because there's so many fucking trains in the mornings that you got to go slow. And all, oh. to their credit, they, they've added trains because it used to be wall to wall people. Just it was hard to get in, but they're doing a better job. It just takes longer. So, yeah. Yeah. And not, we're not talking the metro. You're going no, in on the L. Yeah, I'm talking about the L. There yeah. was a piece of me that, because I do like Northside Chicago so much, the L goes all the way, or not the L, the metro goes all the way to Kenosha, Wisconsin, right? Sure. Yeah, you. I one mean, of your friends came down one time, and we. Yeah, that's home. right. Yeah, I mean, and Atham, I don't. Atham, you ever been to Milwaukee or Chicago? No. Oh, okay. Well, <clears throat> Chicago, great town. Go visit it. You know. Yeah, come. Yeah, it's 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 totally worth it. But there was a piece of me like, man, I could just live in Kenosha or Racine, hop on that metric, get my work done, hang out in Chicago for the evening, hop back on the train, get back by two a.m. 
I mean, it, it's not, it is, you want to talk about maybe a last vestige of what American culture could achieve with a truly large megalopolis area that North side Chicago could totally be it. Totally, mm. what, what's the L what's the metric cost? 10 bucks to go all the way from Kenosha. Uh, it's about 15, but I mean, you know, the North side of Chicago has become one of the richest, like most mm-hmm. expensive areas, home alone house and all that was up there. Yeah. I Winnetka. had a, I had a great uncle who was one of the first timers at IBM and he lived in Arlington Heights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the handful of times we visited him as a kid, we'd come down from Milwaukee and, oh, we go to the horse tra- racetrack. We go to the racetrack up at Arlington. That was, that was fun. But then we got to his house. It's like, holy shit, this is nice. Like, you even knew as a little kid not to touch anything because you're like, I'll break it. My dad will kill me. We'll just look at very nice things here. And yeah, it was. Snuggle grew up in Arlington Heights. Really? What a shock. <laughs> what a. What um did they have a pro? Here's a question I have about Arlington High School, Heights High School, whatever it's called. Did they have a program to widen their assholes so they could just shove more money up their asses? <laughs> That's at a place called Buffalo Grove High School, which is where all they went. So is, now, what's what's more expensive, Winnetka or Buffalo Grove? Oh, Winnetka, dude. Winnetka is like the Medina? Long, uh, Yeah, okay. uh, yeah. Big houses, expensive and annoying people. Okay. And that's yeah. where Ferris Bueller's Day Off was filmed. Um, yeah, that might have been further out in the burbs, but you know, probably. But the high school, the high school was Winnetka High School, wasn't it? Oh, was that was that it? it probably. I was. don't know. You're the one that lives in Chicago. I I just visited. No, I, I think I think it was. Yeah. We should do the Mexican version of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> Felix's Dia. What what would it be? F- Felix's Day Off. Uh, el Dia Libre de Felix. Leave the day of freedom of feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you take place in Tijuana. They go across the bar. We can totally do it. We should like have somebody come up and like, oh, you. they get chased off of the. Uh, well, I don't know if you guys know this. Atham probably knows this. You know who's headquartered over at the uh, beach just north of the border there? Uh, they're training. Well, wait, there's Obvi. There's uh, what? The SEALs. Oh, they do that up at Lake Forest, or no, no, no. I'm talking down in San Diego. Oh, San- okay, right across the, there's, a, there's yeah. a swamp. Yeah, that's the border, and on the north side, it, and that's where the the marine, not the marines, the seals. So we we could Felix could get in trouble with the seals. <laughs> uh, thoughts. Uh, on, yeah, so Western Governors University, I had attended. I just, this is more your area, but I really needed a good network when I was in grad school. So if that's important, obviously don't go to an online school. Um, okay. Sam Whiskey again um, for $4.99. Hey, Aaron, the Walther PPK retirement plan is vastly superior than the Smith and Wesson. A German chancellor swore by it. I, uh, was it a PPK Hitler killed himself with? I thought he used two guns, one in the mouth, one on the temples. Um, uh, he took a – like, Hitler wanted to make sure he died. Do you guys ever see Downfall? Mm-mm. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That, very depre- – great movie, yeah. but very yeah, depressing. Always yeah. underground. Yeah. Um, and they're, Hitler's decided he's going to kill himself, and so the guy's explaining, okay, you take this pill that'll kill you. You put a, mo- a gun here and a gun here, and, and so – He also killed his kids, right? 
wasn't that Goebbels or Himmler, one of his henchmen? Uh, they, they gave, uh, no, it was the, the mom. But Hitler didn't have kids. He he had a wife, and then she yeah. they killed him. What was her name? Eva Braun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they got married in the bunker. They they yeah. didn't have kids. Yeah, uh, they got married, and I think it killed themselves together. But, yeah, yeah. But it was Eva Braun. Was Himmler or, or one of the one of his stooges? Their family ended up killing themselves as well. Goring Goebbels. I don't know. Goring Goebbels. Herbals. I used to know. Uh, <laughs> Someone said Epstein didn't kill himself, but Hitler did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, what's next? Um, all right. DC Pagan. I used to live in DC. Uh, $5. Instead of paying a bride price to the Virgin's family, Western men must pay a six-figure bride price thanks to banks and universities upon marrying a thought. It's a good point. You got to... Uh, if you get married anymore, men aren't, they're not proposing. It's not happening. Yeah, it's going down. Yeah. I mean, these, this trend has been happening since the boomers got divorced. Uh, but I think it's going to, there's going to be a couple accelerations, not, not a continuation of the trend, but these trends are going to accelerate. Their first derivative is positive to a uh, hat tip to the calculus of Atham there. Um, <clears throat> I think suicides for young people is going to go up exponentially, the rate. Uh, I think, Marriage is going to drop precipitously because I looked at the data on Gen Zers and how much debt uh, debt they're taking on. They're taking on even more. So mm. we're not. Yeah. So this is. Uh, and then the um, uh, the propaganda has not lightened up with uh, convincing women that uh, men are dumb, marriage is stupid, and family and careers. So the those things are. Uh, I the in other words, the good news is what I'm saying is. Men are getting quick. They're getting hip to the jive. Mm. They're getting. They're get, They're catching on, and so they'll be uh, proposing less. Say, nah, let's cohabit. I I did a segment about how um, one of the rare. Would you like some good news? I talked about it on the older brother podcast, but it bears repeating here. Yeah, good news. Okay, the one of the rare victories millennial men have is they're not getting stood up that much anymore. You know why? Because they're, they're probably not asking. Well, yeah, they're not yeah. ask. What's that, Atham? They're not even asking people out. Well, they're yeah. not asking people out. But what's your first date usually? Coffee. Coffee. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. They're not. They're they're not going and setting up reservations. You know, in the olden days when we probably first started dating, I mean, you'd take a girl to the movies, or you'd have some kind of. Remember, you'd set up a plan like, well, I'll probably take her here, and if things go well, we're gonna go there. You guys didn't do this when you were younger. I mean, uh, no. no. What did you do, much? Chad? Just say, "Hey, come to my office and let's screw." What? I mean, what did you? <laughs> I was just like, "Hey, we should hang out soon," and then we would uh, hang out either in my office, which now has a fridge, which is really coming in handy. Cool. Or, um... <laughs> did you ever date down in Mexico? I know you dated, but was it like, "Oh yeah, let you ask him on an official date"? Uh, no, it was just beers on the beach. That nice. was it. Wow. Well, yeah. That's not bad. Maybe maybe we had nothing else to do in Wisconsin. Um, what? So you read this one. What's the Mandalorian? Captain saw you on the Mandalorian last weekend. What? What is that? Maybe that's baby that Jonah? new movie. <laughs> it's a. It's a. It's a uh, Star Wars thing. Oh yeah. But it's not a movie, isn't it? On Netflix or something. Disney Plus, I think. 
Disney oh. Plus. I think I, I don't know. I'm disconnected. Well, who? Why? I'm confused. Like, why? Who was the character? Because I, <clears throat> I didn't maybe, watch it. Maybe Baby Yoda. Who knows? Yeah, Baby Yoda. That's you. Oh, I've seen, yeah, I've seen that shit. Like on ads, all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Charlie again. Um, if they forgive student loans for five dollars seventy four, they better cut all of us who paid their way and paid their stuff off our freaking check too. See, I agree. Like, I. I'm sure you, we fucking were responsible, so we better not be paying for these these parasites. Yeah, no, I get my money back. You know, all the tuition I've been paying. Yeah, no, I I went off on a rant the other day where if that happens, you have every right to discriminate against somebody who had their their student loan bailed out. You How do you find right. out? Well, you could you could suss it out. You can totally see. They all think everyone's on their team. So they say, dude, you see that student loan bailout? Man, I'm glad I got mine. Staunchly against it. Anyone with a brain and self-respect is because you're bailing out the parasites. Um, mm. But I, I would, I might even go so far as to hack the accounts, find someone over, you know, in the dark webs, say, get a list, get a list mm. of every social security number that got bailed out and then publish that shit on the internet for free. Um, yeah. Not that I'm for doxing. I mean, but it'd be like, you know, if I'm an employer, yeah, what's that list? I want to see. Oh, gee, sorry, we went with another candidate, Mr. Fucking Parasite Bloodsucker. <laughs> well, the reason it pisses me off so much is because I, if, without my student debt, I could have started, you know, my business at least two years and maybe even three years before I did. So I could have avoided working my ass off and just stayed in a nice warm house. Yeah. You know, I could have had food, nice food. Uh, Sam Whiskey again. Sam Whiskey, where were we? Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to. F where is right he? below Charlie? Two below Charlie. DC Pagan, Jim, Charlie. Oh, there we go. Uh, Ted, yeah. Ted Turner married Barbarella and divorced Hanoi Jane Fonda. Hanoi Jane. You I like Jane Fonda? <laughs> what? 50 years ago? Yeah. Only like physically, yeah. You want to talk about a hate fuck? There you go. Uh, <laughs> but no, she's just anti-American, and a lot of a lot of kids don't even know who Ted Turner or Jane Fonda is. Here's here's your traitor. Hello to Chad and Atham with the little heart. I didn't get no heart. Yeah, I didn't man. get no. Look at her. Look at her bias. Yeah. All right. Uh, Justin Sealer Siler again. Um. Winter tryouts for the Clary Tribe and the Northern Command. 44 Leo that likes hiking, swears like a sailor, and likes Blanton's. What's Blanton's? A cigar? Maybe. Uh, the Clary Tribe, which I tried to set up, uh, and I must have done it the wrong way because now Virginia is setting up a, a militia. Huh. Uh, <clears throat> and oh, they got members. Whiskey, by the way, guys. What's that? It is whiskey. Oh, it's whiskey. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I saw that. I'm like, wow, that's a bit of good news. And when I get to South Dakota, I'm going to see if there's a militia there. And you damn right, I'm going to join it. And if not, I'll start my own damn one and hopefully have a little bit better luck than I did the first time. And once again, for anybody listening, no, we're not talking a crazy, you go to get the guns. You do, do, do. It'd be more for like, hey, if the electricity goes out, we need a group of people to have law and order around it. It's not like uh, we're jerking off to our guns. They took our jobs. Uh, Fernando Covet for $4.99. 
had this pretty classmate from a wealthy family who's got a master's from MIT. She ended up married to a dude bro who wanted to start a hedge fund. Yeah, I see a lot of that sometimes. They usually yeah. end up bailing out their husbands in that case. Yeah. <laughs> well, how many women get their masters from MIT? I mean, come on, that's a rare. Yeah, for Does real. she have any sisters? I mean, come on. She ended up marrying a dude, bro. Well, that says it all. Yeah, there you go. Um, let's see. There's questions for me, but they're not super chat. I'm just gonna read through what Mary Jo here. Love y'all. Gotta go. Some of us contribute to GDP of this country. Not gonna listen, lady. I contribute way more to GDP than you. You collecting your welfare check or whatever it is you do, <laughs> eating your plantains there. A little as as Clary's there. tax accountant, I have to say that for accuracy, uh, she's completely right. No, no. Uh -huh. uh -huh. <laughs> um, Sam uh, again. Thanks, Sam. I'm going to get uh, get a good cigar today. Should have gone to what's the matter, <laughs> you? <laughs> you guys ever watch that uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle show? Oh, yeah. I've seen, yeah. Long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it as an adult. Went through the whole thing. I think three bottles of Rumplements. You still oh, watched that? I think I texted you one time, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm watching that." <laughs> so, uh, the last one so far, Jeff, Darkman, Jeff, five dollars donation to Cappy's Poke Bowl Fund. Have you been eating that lately, or have you? Yeah, just had no? it two, three days ago. Um, my dad's gone to shit because I'm just like, you can't just write for six hours a day and then. Like, oh, yeah, I'm in a great mood. You just need some vice. They opened up a brand new one of these not far from my office, just as a heads up. Yeah, I have them. Have you ever had Poke Bowl? Sure, yeah. Okay. It's good. Uh, we're caught up. Cool. All right, well, let's get some sponsors out of the way. Uh, I didn't mention Adam Piggott at no. PushingRubberDownhill.com the last time. So everyone go to PushingRubberDownhill.com. Uh, it's a blog, it's a podcast, and it is a... Uh, uh, flagship site for Adam Pickett, who wrote a book called Pushing Rubber Downhill. That is a mandatory read for every young man and woman out there if you want to read about the hero's journey. Uh, so get that book, Pushing Rubber Downhill. Also his book, uh, Run Guts, Pull Cones. Not necessarily the sequel, but it, it is the second book that is out. <clears throat> we have The Science of Mastering Women, written by Linda Gross. You can check her out at the Men's Advocate Show, but also her book, the Science of Mastering Women. Yes, it is. How do I get the girls? <laughs> it's very scientific. Um, <clears throat> she's a doctorate in psychotherapy or something like that. Uh oh, I mean, she got that. Yeah. Well, no, she's older, so I don't think she has that. <laughs> I think she actually is a professional. She's got hustle. Look, if she could write a book, and it's not a short book, it's like 270 to 300 pages, mm -hmm. a lot of data. Uh, she's got a little bit more hustle than the average gal out there. Uh, but you can find that on Amazon.com, The Science of Mastering Women. WesternRifleShooters.wordpress.com. Pick, uh, visit my buddies over there. Uh, they've sent me some traffic recently, <clears throat> so I appreciate that. And then, there we go. Got my books all right here, except for this one's not mine. The Pence Principle, written by Randall Bentwick. Uh, basically, how to me to proof yourself. It is a very short read. It is cheap insurance as to how to inoculate yourself. You guys hear about that? Uh, I don't know if he was Muslim, but he was certainly Middle Eastern. Uh, who's suing Yale for $200 million. What for? What? Um, he got he got me tooed. Oh. And as oh. is millennials and Gen Zers, he didn't the accuser didn't go to the cops. So it didn't right. happen. You either go to the cops or it didn't happen. She went to the school. Uh, and then the circus court 
of college, they did an investigation, quote unquote, and he was exonerated. He didn't do anything. But mm. it was already too late because, well, the accusation just believe. And that guy was uh, kicked out of Yale and all this other stuff. Uh, so now he's suing Yale for $200 million. This wasn't the, this isn't the mattress girl, right? Was that a different? No, that no. was. Oh, that was so Columbia. Cool. Yeah, that was Columbia. Columbia. Right. Yeah. I don't know why you boys keep going to these shitty schools. Um, I remember in college, you, you could ask girls out. You could chase them. Oh, no. <laughs> now it's what? Harassment or. Oh, God. Oh, who knows? Who knows? Just stay away. Um. Anyway, so that's his book there, The Pence Principle. Uh, we have my books, Worthless, Curse of the High IQ. What else do I got here? <clears throat> Reconnaissance Man, Bachelor Pad Economics, The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty, Enjoy the Decline. Uh, all those books are very good. And I give you the 1,000% rate of return guarantee because if you read those books and you do what's recommended in them, you will earn back at least 10 times the amount of money you spent on them, predominantly through gas savings and not majoring in stupid shit. Uh, they make great Christmas gifts. You can all find them, paperback, Kindle, and mostly audio at Amazon.com. Academic composition. Uh, school's done now, right? They're done. They, yeah. they got to be in the middle of winter yeah. break. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Thank so, God. yeah. <laughs> uh, if you don't like writing papers for college, you don't have to because it has nothing to do with your degree. Why don't you hire my friend Alex over at academiccomposition.com where he'll write his papers for you. Mm-hmm. And Alex is always hiring, he's hiring people to write papers. And he's also hiring people to do marketing. Neither exciting or interesting jobs, but they do pay, and you can do them from a laptop. So that way you can, you know, work from home. Achieving the digital nomad lifestyle uh, well before you get a college degree. So go to academiccomposition.com. Let me know that the captain sent you. What else we got here? Silvio Canto at Canto Talk. Financial Survival Network, my buddy. Uh, uh, why can't I remember his name? Big, tall Jewish guy from New York. Kerry Lutz. Kerry Lutz over at FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com. The405Media.com. TJMartinell.com. O'Shea Jackson. BlackBrigade.com. The Goddamn Bacon. The School Uh Sucks Project. SafetyPhD.com with her good friend, Dr. David Perodin. Podcast.MichaelKingswick.com if you're looking for fiction. And our bald Canadian up north known as who, Chad? Ryan Stone, bald. Ryan oh, Stone's Canadian. Oh, about Rich. Sorry, <laughs> oh, Rich, Rich Cooper. Yeah, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs and cars. I had to think for a second there. I was like, huh? like Ryan's not bald. No, no, no but right, he's yeah. cool. <laughs> Ryan's awesome. Yeah, uh, you guys want to take a break, and I can gargle with some uh, some mouthwash, and we'll yeah, come I'm back. Yeah, go grab some coffee. All right, we'll be back yeah. in a couple minutes. Back in a few.
Hmm. Who wants me to sing? Said the night winds to the little lamb. Do you see what I see? Way up in the sky, little lamb. Do you see what I see? A star, a star, dancing in the night with a tail as big as a kite. With a tail as big as a kite. Oh, yeah. Said the little lamb to no, the no, 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 we don't do that here. Hey, I was getting positive feedback. Here, here's a singing has been ruined for me, especially anything religious or Christmas related. So, well, they go hand in hand half the time. They do, right? So, like, uh, I, I really, and the GF loves to sing. Because she's Christian, she likes singing some hymns, which are pretty, but I had such a horrible experience at parochial school. I'm like, yeah, you, you can't sing when I'm around. You cannot you could sing jazz, you could sing um Martha and the Vandellas, Motown, okay? But you cannot sing hymns or Christmas shit or Easter shit, nothing Christian. Get just don't don't even sing it around me. What if it's like <laughs> Christmas but has nothing to do with religion? That's okay. Jingle Bell Rock. I can. Yeah, Winter Wonderland. Yeah. 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 Especially the one that uh, gets all the millennial girls' uh, tits in the bundle because it's about rape. Um, What's the pro rape song? Oh, the Baby It's Cold Outside. Baby It's Cold Outside. Right. Because that obviously translated into Baby, I want to rape you. That's what it. There were. How? There were people protesting that. I remember. They're like. Yeah. Some some places played it on purpose just to piss off those people. (laughs) Idiotic. Um, let me get all situated here. Dark man, Jeff. All right. That's the last one. Yeah. We're caught up. Good. We're caught up. Oh, speaking of, uh, your colleague with $350,000 in debt from girlboss.com girl boss. What are you thinking guys? I'm thinking I I would hate to work for someone like that. No. (laughs) The website, girlboss.com. When I think girlboss.com, what, what, what am I supposed to imagine? Kinky sex. <laughs> Atham, will you help me out? Uh, see you next Tuesday. Quanta. I see, when I hear girl boss, I see a woman who is proud, in charge, independent, don't need no man. Bicycle, bicycle. She's got her shit. She is girl boss. Damn it! Actually, (laughs) hang on. Let me take a look. I also see a cat lady, probably twenty extra pounds. Um, Alexa ranking. There we go. I wanna. I wanna see how girl boss compares to my shitty ass blog. www.girlboss.com run analysis come on she might be one of my exotic clients well this isn't this isn't um uh this isn't a a woman i mean there's a female uh writer um but she is it's a it's a website in general with multiple writers all right it is ranked thirty nine thousand two hundred nine. all right let's just call 39,000th place 
Let's go captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Let's see where I am. Using this as a low barometer. Ooh. I'm 820. Okay, so this is a significantly better um, site or more traffic site. So this they're they're getting some traffic on this. That's all. I just wanted to see if this was a fly-by-night or not. I'm going to it as well. See, yeah, girlboss.com. Uh, here it is, yeah. yeah. Career, money, resources. Career, money, resources. That's how Google explained it. So you would think they'd be on top of this student loan thing, right? They should at least uh, talk about it sometimes. And if they were strong, independent women don't need no man, fish, bicycle, trademark, what is the last thing they'd be asking for? A bailout. A bailout. Except when the article is written that I want a bailout. <clears throat> written by Brittany Chaffee. The economic case for canceling all the U.S.'s student loan debt. Why aren't we talking about more alternatives to being settled with crushing student loan debt? How about you pay it back, Brittany? Where is that? Uh, I'm trying to find it. Well, yeah, I could send it to you here in the... Can I put it in the comment section? Or will YouTube make it... If not, not put it in our little private... Oh, no, no, you got it. I got there it? Go. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, this is written in 2019. Oh, in I January. see it So it's yeah. a year old, but I want to... I graduated... In, I We start off with her because the whole world revolves around her. I graduated in high school in 2006 when going to college was the next logical step. If you don't go to get your college education, you won't find a job. So my quest began. Finally, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I could tell you with full confidence that when I fell in love with the private school I wanted to attend. Do you fall in love with a school? No. No. Do you think I like, oh, I love the U of M campus? I was just like, give me my fucking degree and get me out of here. I mean, I know you were into the football program, but no, yeah, I don't God. think. <laughs> what? what did, you fall in love with the campus? Lady, girl boss, girl boss should know not to fall in love with the campus. Girl boss should know what ROI is. Girl boss, if you're going to be in charge of other people, you're going to be the boss. You know this is brass tacks, motherfucker. You're girl boss. You don't fall in love. Uh, I wanted to attend, and my parents told me tuition was upwards of $35,000 a year, not including housing. I had no idea what that meant. How can girl boss not know what that means? She doesn't sound very independent to me or strong. <laughs> Do you understand why I'm not even bothering writing the women's section in my book? It's a waste of time. This is this is the age and demographic that the book is roughly targeted to, or at least would do the most help for. And they're so not only are they so dumb, they don't understand what thirty-five thousand dollars a year not including housing expenses means they have the arrogance and cockiness to dare claim they're somehow an authority figure or a knowledgeable person under the guise of girl boss. Shouldn't even mention her degree yet. At least from what I see it's it, it could be engineering. She's too stupid. <laughs> I mean, we know it's not going to be engineering, but right here, we're not even a paragraph in, and this is all you need to know, guys. This is all you need to know. You're not dealing with sane people. You're also dealing with, with not idea. What's the word I'm looking for? Egomaniacs, almost, I'd say. Solipsism. If I was a quarter million dollars in debt, and I didn't know what $35,000 a year, not including housing, meant, and I'm asking other people 
to work more, to bail me out, to be my slave so I could parasite off of them. The last fucking thing I'd ever dare call myself would be a boss or a supervisor or a leader or have the fucking gall to write <laughs> on the fucking website under such a name. Under the, the, the what, are these leaders? The, 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 you girls are large and in charge, really? You're asking for parasitism. And three sentences in, and she has no idea what $35,000 means. Um, how do people, here, before I get to the next sentence, how do people get into this position? What, getting into debt? You're, you're 18 years old. You're signing away your life. Who should be around? Parents. Parents. What do the parents do, you think? They don't give a shit. They're just like, well, you're supposed to go they, to college. They, they encourage it. Yeah, they encourage yeah. it. I had no idea what that meant, but with the consent of my parent, with my consent, my parents co-signed for a heinous chunk, a little over $120,000 of federal and private loans so I could go to school, to the school I love. Nothing's too good for daddy's little princess. She hasn't mentioned her school either. Hmm. Why don't you be look her up? That's what I've been trying to do. Brittany Chaffee. Apparently she's in the Twin Cities somewhere. That's what I'm trying to find is where she went. And I, I think the only thing, Jermaine, which we here's, we don't have to look her up. Do we really have to? We, no, we already know what's up. We know she is a nobody. This oh. is not an independent-minded person. The, her her name could be Goobity Bobbity. It doesn't oh, matter. You know why? Because she's a nobody. She will never amount to anything because there's billions, well, not billions, but hundreds of millions of other men and women like her. You're going to love this. Where she went to school was one of the McAllister? Schools. It's one that I think is in the Twin Cities where you made fun of this one time, like on another episode. Oh, there's McAllister. University on. of St. Thomas. What's that? Oh, that that's actually a legit school. Is it? Uh, yeah, there's uh, a... <clears throat> Atham, look this up. So you got the U of M campus, <laughs> Minneapolis. And the river cuts the Minneapolis campus in half. It's still uh, Minneapolis on the other side, but it is. And basically, it's a line. There's a road called Summit Road, and it starts at the river on the southern end of the Twin Cities campus, and it runs all the way to downtown St. Paul, about nine miles, I think it is, maybe mm -hmm. eight or seven, whatever. And there's a bunch of these little prestigious rich colleges, St. Thomas being the first one and the only real one. Then you got McAllister, you got William Mitchell, you have Scholastica, Hamlin. Hamlin's North, no. and then St. Kate's, which is an all-girls school. Um, <clears throat> but out of all of them, the only one that's legit is St. Thomas. Oh, well, I, I happily stand corrected. Like, I'm yeah. glad. It's a real college. She didn't get a real degree on guaranteeing you, but it's a legit college. It's very expensive. Well, I can tell you what her degree was in. Oh, well... Let's I found her if, LinkedIn. Let's let's find out what she majored in. Let's see if we can get it here. Uh, I packed my posters, notebooks, and Ikea pillows, blissfully unaware of what lied ahead. And I went to college, binding myself deeper and deeper into a financial trap. That is not possible. You are girl boss. You know everything, fish bicycle. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure why I was allowed to blindly launch myself into that much debt. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Okay. K through K through 12. How many years education? 12, 13. 13 years. Yeah. She what she didn't know what $100,000 was? Do you not have exponential math? Do you not have like basic like hey, percentages and in interest? 
<laughs> how do you, what do you mean you didn't know? And, and how is this our fault, lady? Sweetheart, how is this anybody else's fault but your own and your damn parents? But let we're me guess. Privileged. Yeah, we're privileged because we fucking paid attention in fourth fourth grade math. Literally, isn't that about you know exponential math? Fourth, fifth grade. At eighteen, I couldn't hang out at a strip mall without adult su supervision. I couldn't buy a cigarette or rent a car. I spent the remainder of my graduation money on a pair of UGG boots because my brain probably wasn't fully developed. Eighteen year olds shouldn't be making decisions about money. Well, how about you give up your right to vote, sweetheart? How much you want to bet she all knows everything about the world? She's girl boss, damn it. She knows everything. <laughs> when I graduated college, gentlemen, how do, does she does she graduate college? From you graduate from college. I landed a job at an ad <laughs> agency making making thirty two thousand and ignored my debt. <laughs> It goes away. God. I remember getting a phone call once a year when they were due. I took the call on my work parking lot, unaware of the storm of interest billowing, put them on forbearance. I didn't have the money to support the $400 payments. I was bare. $400 bullshit. Bullshit. How much you want to bet she went out and partied? $32,000 a year, you could afford that. I love to look at her credit card statements. I was barely making enough money to pay my rent. How much you want to bet she was living in a very nice part of town? Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, and couldn't imagine another payment on top of my monthly bills. At 31, I paid $1,200 a month for my loans, the cost of a mortgage, and there's only a small light of tunnel. Everything works. I'll be paying this until I'm 45. Yes, sweetheart. Yes, you will. Uh, it took me until I was 27 years old to realize my fate. I'm embarrassed to say it took that long. And, well, that's all right, dear. You're pretty, and you're not really challenged with math and STEM and engine, but you're girl boss, damn it. <laughs> interest rates had turned my loans into a pile of debt i couldn't see past i was in a serious relationship making more mo money at my job and <laughs> passionate about investing in my future so i refinanced all my loans and committed to making 800 a month ready to take charge of my fate at 31 i paid 1200 a month for my loans the cost of a mortgage and there's only a small light at the tunnel if everything works out, I'll be paying this until I'm 45. Paying for a wedding weighs on the money I haven't saved. Okay, because you got to, that wedding's real important, guys, right? Yeah, it's her day. It's her day. You got to have the right doilies and the fucking shoes on the chairs. And You're just going to laugh when you find out what she majored in. God, I, I is it going to be an event? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I won't. I'm saving that for you. <laughs> I... As I was writing, <clears throat> how not to become a millennial, I really, again, it's all about economic nature. We're really boiling things down to their economic elements, their base economic elements. All this is, is true privilege on the part of elite, maybe not true rich people, but middle and upper middle income people where their children, not one, nothing's too good for daddy's little princess. But two, prince and princesses themselves view this as an entitlement. They really view this. It's, it's funny she brought up wedding because it's the same thing. It's her day. Her wedding is her entitlement, her birthright, and so is college for fucking everybody. But the problem with a wedding, even an expensive one, is $50,000 and it lasts a day. This is four fucking years, sweetheart. And you borrowed interest, uh, money at 7% interest and it amortized, or it amortized, compounded over time. And it's a 40-year fucking process. 
And so in arguing that she should get bailed out of this, she might as well argue that we have government paid for weddings. Because there's no fucking anchoring in reality as to whether or not there's a rate of return, whether this is cost-benefit analysis. It's all about the richest, most spoiled Kuantahas and Kuantahahers, male Kuantahahas, thinking they're entitled to this fucking experience when there's no fucking job at the end of it. And now we all got to pay so you guys can have a four-year party. That's all this fucking boils down to. <clears throat> and here's the thing. Do you think she's being malicious or intelligent like the Joker trying to get this bailout? No. She's too stupid. She's too stupid to even think about it that way. <laughs> it doesn't get beyond like, well, she, I, she literally is probably one of these people who thinks, well, we could just print off more money. She probably actually thinks that. <laughs> despite having a college degree. I don't know if you can call this a degree. but Well, yeah. she's pretty. Pretty girls don't have to major in tough shit. <laughs> Um, I worry about being able to afford family in the future and I struggle to save for a home. I wish I could work for a nonprofit or start my own business because what is she gentlemen? What does that say right there? I wish I could work for a nonprofit or start my own business. What is that? There's a parasite. And all parasites are promoted or prompted by what? What drives all parasitism? Laziness. Lazy. Lazy. Not loser, lazy. But I don't have a choice. I can't afford to begin that life. I want quite yet. My debt has become a part of who I am. This is a story of 44.2 million parasites, I mean Americans, the shadow of piling doubt and debt looming above so many. The United States has a collective $1.5 trillion in student loan debts, the second largest category of consumer debt in the United States, eclipsing everything except mortgages. The women's hold the most of this debt. So now we really, beforehand, fuck it. Now, hey, we better do something about it. On average, this exceeds credit card payments, auto loan payments, it continues to be ballooning sector of debt across the entire section. Uh, in the research, gentlemen, of my millennials, this is not specific to women, this is all millennials. They graduate from college. What do they immediately accrue then in another form of debt? Second largest debt piece. If you take away their mortgage, what few millennials have a mortgage? Car payments. There's car payments. Oh. They all go on and get an auto loan. Uh, blah, 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 blah. 44 million stu American students hold student debt and an average of just 37000 a year for students graduating. Most Americans with this debt deal with monthly payments that match luxury cars. Nearly 350 and tuition is skyrocketing. To put the growing debt into perspective, back in the 1970s, the average cost of tuition was 428 if that was adjusted for inflation today, it would be 2500 of a semester's worth. Instead, the average cost is about $9,000 per semester. Well, why did she go to St. Thomas? Right. You, I remember you, University of Wisconsin, Wausau is $5,000 a year. She went to a school seven times as expensive. Well, seven. she loved, right? Well, she <laughs> fell in love. And we can't question love. And it's her day. It's her day. Her day. It's her four <laughs> years. Uh, people are making massive decisions about their life because of their student loan debt, causing extreme blocks in the millennial. Extreme blocks. This writing is horrible. In the millennial generation, contributing to our economy. 
90% of all student loans are held by the federal government, proposing an important and crucial question we are talking about. What would happen if, poof, all the student debt in the United States went away? If you'd like to know what would happen, get my book, How Not to Become a Millennial. I go through that scenario. And it isn't pretty there, little Miss Prissy Cups. A team of economists, oh, I bet. A team. Yeah. A team of economists who don't have any vested interest in academia whatsoever. Scott Fulwiller, Catherine Reutschillen, Marshall Steinbaum, and Dr. Stephanie Kelton, professor of public policy and economics at Stony Brook University. So I'm not listening to this at all. They are biased. They work at a university. Do you think they want uh, $1.5 trillion of extra money thrown into the education system? Would they be for that, gentlemen? Oh, they would hate that. Whoa. I just hate that. That wouldn't Man. cause inflation. I wonder why tuition is so high. We need more government money to flood the market to get tuition affordable. Yeah. <laughs> the findings within the macroeconomic effects of student debt cancellation covered what would happen economically if the federal government canceled $1.5 trillion of the student loan debt. Theoretically, this would look like a one-time policy. It would not be a one-time policy. Mm -mm. The Gen Zers are making sure of that. Of course, if people are relieved of their debt this way, they would do other things with the, their money, buy consumer goods and services and become customers for business. Businesses in turn would need to hire. See, this goes right back to the broken window fallacy or the, um, the multiplier effect. You see, in order for this to happen, sweetheart, you have to take the exact same amount of money away from people to give to you. So whatever multiplier effect there would be is counter, but to the penny, all the money you took away from those people. And what's shameful is four economists don't know that. Well, they know that, but they're not going to point that out. When people have the money to spend, they stimulate the economy. More jobs grow and nothing bad happens. See, nothing bad happens, guys. I, <laughs> I love that scientific conclusion. If... If that's the case, why don't we just bail everybody out of all their debts? We just prune off a shit ton of why don't we why don't we have a billion percent economic growth? She got because herself that, in a really ugly situation. Why should we listen to her? I'm just wondering. Right. Well <laughs> I'm I'm hoisting her up for the world to see what an idiot. Not individually she is, although there that is to be true. But if she's gonna demand I gotta pay extra taxes, or we all suffer more inflation because she's gonna print off the money to pay for it. Uh, I just want to, I, I want the world to see what idiots college graduates are now. <clears throat> These are morons. College has no value. Stem or go home. Go stem or go the fuck home. There is no reason to hire a liberal arts graduate, a social science graduate, a business major, unless accounting. Or, there is, it is a damaging fucking <clears throat> prospect to hire one of these idiots. Oh, God, how do we end the education bubble? Stop fucking going to college at $35,000 a year for Lord knows what Chad is going to tell us her horrible degree is. And I'm just cringing oh, at God. that. Let me guess. She's not going to cure cancer. This is not virology. Not even bioengineering. Close. No, okay. I'll give you a hint. There was a Simpsons episode that made fun of this one time. Communications? But... Yeah, she's a communications oh. major. <laughs> oh, you got injured in your career. Your football career is over. But don't worry. You have a degree in communications. Oh, my oh God. dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The Simpsons knew 20 years ago. Roshenko learned nothing. <laughs> To be specific, there'd be a very modest uptick as a result. One to, oh, hang on. Uh, a lot of people are worried about increasing the federal defi deficit, but research says a program like this won't be too much effect. 
1.5 trillion would increase the deficit by about two and a half times. <laughs> Wouldn't cause an astro. Oh, the model. See, now the, the researchers models posits canceling student loan debt won't cause an astronomical amount of inflation. Why is there no. Okay. <clears throat> Gentlemen, is there inflation? Does it exist? Yeah. Where's the inflation? Everywhere. No, there's yeah, some main what a, in, he, in houses, house prices, and yeah, I, and colleges, yeah, college tuition, yeah. These dumbass millennials voted in Obama. They could not suck his dick and lick the cum off of it quickly enough. Don't forget Obamacare. Obama, okay, Obama, but yeah. then Obama, who I don't think is evil, by the way, but uh, that's a different thing. He tripled the money supply. Okay, hmm. what did that do to asset prices? They go up. They yeah. tripled. Oh my yeah. God. The stock market tripled and housing tripled. The value really didn't go up. <clears throat> so, okay, millennials, you got your free government. Give me that. But what happened to rents now that housing went up three times? <laughs> Super expensive. Went up uh, here. Your, rent, your rents went up. What else do people borrow money for? Well, you mean mortgages? Mortgages, housing prices went up. If you have health issues, you know, my yeah. bills aren't cheap. You got to borrow money, maybe. Anything you borrow money for, the price are health care, housing, oh, and tuition, by the yeah. way, yep. has gone up. You don't think there's inflation? You stupid broad. Yeah, you, but you dude. child, shut up. You don't know anything. And you're going to complain about rent, I bet. I bet you're going to complain. Yeah. You look at a personal budget, a personal income statement, all that, all that. Your rent, your health insurance, your tour, that is the majority of your budget. And you're saying there's no inflation because the cost of milk has stayed the same. And what's shameful is there's four fucking economists that are saying this on top of it. Yeah, but you're wrong because she said, you know, nothing bad would happen. So Nothing bad would happen. Yeah, with her. With her. Yeah. I mean, my God, it's just a, uh, to be specific, there would be a very modest uptick as a result, perhaps 1.8 to 1.9%. Uh, what happens if all of a sudden... We don't have the world's reserve currency anymore. Very bad things. Right. Yeah. All that money overseas. I, this is well beyond. Well, that's going to come back and it's going to hit us in the yeah. head. Oh, God. <laughs> that's going to be. So, we're so screwed. Yeah, we import inflation <laughs> to other countries. That's why we're doing fine. Right you now. know how bad it is? It'll be so bad. People will be rushing to buy Mexican pesos. That's how bad. Ooh. You know, you know, things are bad when you're investing in Mexican pesos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> actually, I think Mexico's fundamentals, their finances are actually. They're a lot bad. better. Yeah, they're a lot better than you. And I think it's a fraction of the debt. Their economic growth is actually quite good. Uh, in fact, the policy of debt cancellation could boost GDP by an average of $86 billion to $106 billion a year. So hang on. Let me do the math, which she can't yeah, do. How did she get that number? Well, I'm not doing that. I'm just seeing how many years at, let's just call it $100 billion. You have to pay taxes on canceled debt. So that would only take 15 years to get back our money <laughs> because we just spent 1.5 trillion. This is somebody who does not know the difference between a million and a billion and a trillion and just copied and pasted this number. She just doesn't know it. Uh, if you did a side-by-side -side comparison of the GOP tax cut versus canceling student loan debt, canceling student loan debt actually gives you a better bang for your buck and twice the economic stimulation. No, it doesn't because number one, the GOP tax cuts went to people who actually work for a fucking living and they produce economic goods. And they are also typically entrepreneurs and investors or a higher percentage of them are. And yeah. they would generate actual jobs. They are investment spenders. They would invest. 
All you did, sweetheart, was give money to consumer spenders who are going to go buy what? Trinkets made in China. It's not going to help the United States economy as much as people say, I'm going to open up a new factory. Mm. I just, a communications major trying to talk about economics. <clears throat> the term federal deficit has been yielded as a political tool. See, it doesn't exist, guys. It's a mythical thing. <laughs> I I don't have to go through this anymore. Yeah, man, this I, is. It's just, it is. What, what's your name, by the way? Oh, I, I deleted Chad. What Brittany Chaffee? Okay, she's not even that pretty. No, I was just looking at that. <laughs> okay, yeah, her prettiness doesn't matter. Her name doesn't matter. We found out her degree. Yep. My point is not only how truly dumb and ignorant. Oh, I'm educated. Oh, everybody else is. Educated. I mean, we want to talk about the Dunning Kruger effect. This is it right here, right? But to have the arrogance and cockiness to put that on girl boss with the presumed premise of that website is women succeeding, women working hard. And you know what? There might be some women working hard who are saving their money. Oh, I'm an entrepreneur and all that to come in there and panhandle and to act so stupid. It, it, it belies, shows the, the wizard behind the curtain. Look at the man behind the curtain. This is all bullshit. Your rah-rah, you-go-girlism thing is bullshit. I mean, critique her as much as you want. At least Sheryl Sandberg does work for a corporation. <clears throat> Sheryl Sandberg is a corporate executive. She does contribute to GDP. But this masturbation, because you graduated from college, and in one hand, you could say, you're raw, straw woman, don't need no man, fish, bicycle. And then you're going to men disproportionately because we pay the most in taxes, asking for a bailout for your fucking communications degree. You're a hypocrite. And please shut the fuck up. Right? Especially the men. We are getting so sick and tired of this. Fine, lie to yourselves. Go major in stupid shit. But don't dare even claim to be a boss knock it off with the attitude <clears throat> it's like the girl who goes out partying shoots all the guys down and then cries herself to sleep at night because she didn't get a fucking phone number or i mean shut up <laughs> just shut up and people say <clears throat> oh that's not an argument yes it is because you're speaking such bullshit there's nothing else to do but to tell you to shut up because you're not making any sense you're an election and you above all else you don't know what the fuck you're talking about so please ladies unless you actually are successful just shut the fuck up i'm gonna hazard a guess that the successful ones have better things to do than write stupid articles like I this feel, i feel bad for the, the you know because i know some women that work hard and bust their ass off me too yeah and and you know what and and it's this shit like this is the crap that tarnishes their reputation and you got to be really intellectually honest you guys say this isn't the majority of women you know this or, you know stem women anyway uh you know there are accountants there's surgeons there's doctors there's dentists there are women that are busting their ass off but when you know ladies Get on your own team and fucking shame these women and have it knock the fuck off. This is not reflecting upon women at all in any good way. I and and I'm I'm just so fucking sick and tired of this. I'm trying to think of what it's like. It, it, it's celebrating failure. <laughs> it, it's celebrating underperformance. It's celebrating parasitism. And it's not even that I got to pay it off. It's like, look, if I got to pay for you, lady, stop acting like you're superior. You know what the fuck you're talking about. 
Hmm. So I'm glad I took very easy and calm and relaxed approach to that. I'm very glad that I wasn't angry and didn't get agitated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we got any super chats left? I know, Chad, you got to get going here, don't you? Uh, there's a couple more. I actually have another like 45 minutes if we wanted to go that long. Um, no, I, I got to write. And I, I got to actually get back to writing GDP and producing real shit. Okay. Uh, well, the next one is uh, Jack Donovan's butt plug. <laughs> uh, Please don't kill me, Jack. Two British pounds. Uh, Christmas triggers Cappy's Jewish jeans. We doing an echo on that one? No, I'm <laughs> no. only a quarter Jew, so we don't really get the echo. Okay, then we have Chris in Phoenix. Two bucks. Thoughts on the dirty.com. Oh, God. Do I want to look this up? <laughs> dirty dot. I have a feeling it's going to be some girl you, you go. Girl girl right. I'll, I'll buy it. Yeah. Uh, nope, that domain is not taken. The dirty dot? Dirty dot com. Oh, yeah. Not- dirty dog? Buy sunglasses, eyewears, goggles, and helmets? What? No. Oh, that's Dirty Dog. What's Dirty Dot? dot. Dirty.com. The that's Dirty old... Dot? Yeah, Dirty.com. Hang on. There is a dot between com and dirty. The domain oh, is... Oh, Dirty. Oh, oh yeah. okay. I see. All right. Yeah. Dirty.com. <clears throat> the domain is available. It says for sale. Atham, do you have it? Nope. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I don't own it, but I'm looking at it. Yeah, you can buy it if you want it. Oh, is that what he's asking? If he should buy the domain? I guess. Look, guys, for an extra 30 cents, you'll get a couple extra characters so we can ask your question. And I'm not left in the dark here. Like, what does it mean? I, I, I don't know. It looks like it's a domain. <clears throat> I never heard of this before. Um, okay. Fernando Covet. He's been here before. Um, $4.99. My grandpa made good money as a musician. His wife's family shamed him into getting a, quote, real job. He retired as treasurer for the Social Security. Well, that's good. That's an odd uh, career transition. Well, he had hustle. Yeah, he did. Ugh. I'm not saying it's impossible to make money as a career or a communications major. It's just statistically not likely. <laughs> that's Simpsons episode. Um, Juan Cabrera, $4.99. What would happen if everyone got a STEM degree? Would it saturate the market or would it speed up innovation and GDP growth? It would do both. You, what you would have is you'd have uh, Singapore. Imagine a country of 320 million people and a huge-ass country of Singapore. Uh, high income per capita, we'd have to probably import labor like uh, Dubai does. They import a lot of labor mm-hmm. to build. Uh, East Indians go in there. I think same thing with Singapore. I think Singapore pulls what the Malaysians and the Indonesians in as well. Right. Um, yeah, that's that's what would happen. Um, and it depends. It uh, now dumping three hundred twenty million engineers onto the current global economy would set, certainly depress wages for engineers. Yeah, but it's it's the it's the classic. Yeah, that's never going to happen. Yeah. It's so- yeah. I don't know if accounting starts as, as STEM or if it, it, you can consider it STEM, but like a lot of people who major in accounting, there is like too many people doing this, but the CPA is the thing that like separates all of them because half the people that get an accounting degree don't complete the CPA, which is insane. Right. Well, but you don't, you don't want people like, look, here's, here's what's great about human life or humanity. 
the strongest biological genetic brain force in a human is not love. It is laziness. Yeah. I'm not going to go into the reason. It's survival and calories of energy saved, blah, blah, blah. We can talk till we're blue that you shouldn't major in communications. You should major in engineering. If you can't major in engineering, that, then you don't go to college. Go to trade school, military, some other thing. Heck, stay at home and work. Okay? People are not going to flood the market with STEM degrees. No. Because one, there isn't the raw uh, intelligence for that to happen. You got to have an IQ of at least, I'd say, one, at least 110. At least. All right? So you're already whacking it down to a third or quarter of the population. So that's not going to happen. And smart or not, people are lazy. And they're not going to put in the effort. They're just not. I mean, so your fiefdom is kind of protected. If you're willing to work hard, you have a quasi-individual monopoly because so few people are going to go in there. But God almighty, I got to hear another fucking teacher talk about how little they make when there's millions of education majors graduating every fucking year. I mean, there you go. That's why you – but, again, we don't want to study and worry about economics. But, I mean, yeah, Juan, if everyone got an engineering degree, uh, wages would be depressed, but it's not going to happen. Thank God most people are too damn lazy. Yeah, I love how most accountants can't pass the CPA exam. It's yeah. the best, best thing ever. <laughs> I love the fact no one is going to tell the truth and put their face out there publicly. I love that fact. Um, that's it for the Super Chats. Cool. All right, we're we're set to go. Um, closed out that. Closed out that. We talked about that. We talked about that. We're done, gentlemen. All uh, right, Chad. Tell people where people can find you. Well, you can find me on uh, ElkinsCPA.com, and my dad and I we write a tax book together. It's on Amazon, the Elkins Comprehensive Tax Guide. We are just about done with it for this coming year. Usually, we have it out faster, but. Uh, we're just being slow this year. So Your dad's flying all over the country and everything. Pretty much, yeah. Are, you, know, you buy a house. Uh, does their house come with feces or no feces in Portland? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a report in three days. What was funny is uh, after we left Atham's house, uh, <clears throat> we went up to visit my buddy in Salem, and I had to go to Seattle. Yeah. And the GF, you know, uh, I'm like, we're not going through Portland. I'm going to show you 101 instead because it's much prettier. And we did Cannon Beach and a story and all that. It was fun. So sure enough, we get to the north side of Portland uh, along the Columbia River and hook up to the interstate and bypass it. My buddy, Ben, was on business. He sends me a picture and I'm looking at something that looks like a shiny piece of shit on the ground. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is this? He's like, some guy shat in a condom and it was on the ground. What? And the shit did not all go in the condom. It was all around. So somebody decided to shit in a condom. And I said, where are you? Guess where he was? Mm, San Francisco? Portland. Portland. Portland, Portland. No, they, downtown Portland. <laughs> um, we don't go there very much. When There's I'm no there. Re- Do you want tuberculosis? <laughs> and then he, a- he, had a, he had a video of a guy who had his pants down. He's trying to take a shit. But he didn't pull his pants down enough, but he didn't know it. So he was shitting into his pants. <laughs> oh. And it wasn't a good log, not to sound too gross. It was all fluidy and everything. It was just running down his leg. I'm like, there you go, liberals. That's final stop. Runny shit down your lake city. There you go, guys. 
So my brother-in-law, he's actually pretty far to the left. He was complaining recently because he had to go through downtown. Those, there's a ton of Antifa or Antifa, whatever you call them, always yeah. down there, like blocking shit and causing problems. Well, it's on his team. He should go buy him a burger or a sandwich or something. <laughs> I kind of said that. <laughs> well, they, don't, they don't connect. They don't connect that. Like, remember when Obama came out? He's like, <clears throat> he came out against cancel culture. Right. He's like, hey, you shouldn't be. We should have this. Like, dude, you raise these fucking Frankenstein monsters. You surprised at turning on them? You think they got the intelligence or the, the not even intelligence, but the, it's not morality, but the independent thought to understand why you should have a freedom of speech and why there should, they don't have, you brainwash these people, you fucking idiot. <laughs> hey, now, let me tell you here that uh, it's bad. It's bad to uh, have cancel culture. And uh, you should have the freedom of speech. And now that I gave a speech, people are going to listen to me because that's what they're going to do for the folks. You didn't build that. You didn't build that. <laughs> uh, all right. So they can go elkincpa.com. Find you there. <clears throat> and then uh, if you guys would like to help out the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Aaron Clary. Three ways to help out. Uh, Clary spelled C-L-A-R-E-Y, by the way. Got another... Aaron is spelled... Huh? We got another super chat. Yeah, yeah. This one's we'll in. Get, is that we'll euros? Yeah. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it. And Aaron is spelled the only correct way, the Jewish way. Double A R O N A A R O N. First in line always. If we did alphabetical, um, you can go to the PayPal link there. You donate money. You don't get anything in return. You could become a patron member. There's a Patreon. I'm sorry, a Patreon link. You can go ahead uh, donate to Patreon. Uh, and. That will allow you to uh, have access to the behind the paywall stuff, which includes the road trip podcast, some uh, random postings I've made, and above all else, Mary Jo's pinups, because that's all anybody really goes there for. So that's at olderbrother.com slash donate. Also at olderbrother.com slash donate is a link to the Amazon affiliate banner. So if you do all your Christmas shopping or just all your online shopping through that link first, go there, go there, click on that link, then do your shopping. I get a 67% commission and cut and it doesn't cost you anything extra. And that's how you can help out without paying anything extra. And we take half the money from Jeff Bezos and now half the money from his wife who owns 50% of the company or whatever the <clears throat> outstanding shares are. Um, where's the other? Uh, it's towards oh, the bottom. Um, Ed Wolf or Edie Wolf. Um, read it because it's not showing up on mine. Well, there's there's nothing to read. There's a oh. there's a little cartoon guy that uh, has a cup of coffee and sort of puts it forward toward us. But oh, just toasting us. Yeah. All right, that's nice. Thanks, Ed. Four euros is very nice. Yeah. Four euros. Yeah, that's something. That's five something. bucks. All right, that's it. Athen, will you take us out correctly, please? Toodles. <laughs>